What's up, Video Landers? Welcome to episode 361. <laughs> I am your host, Kyle Brown, and with me tonight are... Matt. And Nathan. And Dr. Diamond Doug. Triple D sitting over there. Uh, you can find us at adventuresofvideoland.com. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on, I think we have a porn hub. Mm-hmm. Doug, you run that one, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, and most importantly, uh, discussions begin and end where? Uh, on Facebook, I believe. On Facebook, Facebook. yeah. We're, uh, we've had a lot of political shit lately. <laughs> Getting a lot of people mad lately. But that's what we do, because we are CWA. Doug, do you want to explain what CWA is? We are critics with attitude. Ooh. That, that's right. So that means that while you're listening to us, that you might hear a little bit of potty language. Mm-hmm. Probably not from me, because I like to keep it like Mr. Gary, mm-hmm. Mr. Miggity Mac, Miggity Mac, PG-13. But these guys... Um, they, they, they just like... We don't give a fuck. Yeah, they just <laughs> fuck all, all over the place. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna go a lot harder tonight to make up for Doug, so don't worry about that, the, you loyal listeners. No, we'll, we're, we'll be, we don't have Wayne here, we don't have Brad here. I know. Usually they're the, they're the tips of the iceberg. They that are. kind of push people But just over. the tip. Just right? the tip. We yeah, have... they're always just the tip. <laughs> Doug's gonna judge us this whole episode. 100%. <laughs> Um, as long as, as long as we are in the Dragon's Lair, we also have spoilers. Nathan, what are some spoilers well, that they abound. here tonight? So, uh, well, we're going to talk about Endgame, so if you haven't seen that, oh my God. I don't know, you've you probably know. been living underneath a rock, yeah, but Iron Man dies, Let's. Yeah, you know, you've probably up. seen that. We're going to uh, say that tonight. So. We're going to talk about that. Uh, lots of people die, let's be honest. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's spoilers. Look, I don't know what you want me to say. Everyone in the world's seen this movie. Yeah, I so. mean, half the universe dies. I, yeah, ha- yeah. So, yeah. Oh my yeah. god, that's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> you undersold it but by it, like yeah. saying a couple people are well, dead. Well, I know, but nobody gives a shit about all the other people. <laughs> yeah. it's Right, no one cares about, you know, wasps. Pe- well, no. I mean, <laughs> 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 no one once asked, is Louis still alive when we were in Endgame? No one did. Not a single person. No, but he should have showed up with that he fucking car. He should have. Porn. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, tonight uh, we are doing a marathon. And a marathon is when we take a collection of movies, usually uh, five to six that have a commonality about them, and we run them up against a, a set list of categories to see what comes out the Golden Night of Winter. Now sure. tonight's a little bit different, because we've been doing these marathons all year. Starting early in the year, we did phase one of the MCU. Phase 2, and then we split Phase 3 into two sections because Phase 3 is about twice as big as the other two volumes. Quite large. So, we took a winner from each of those, and now they're all going to head in what we are calling a fantastic four-way. Way, way, way. Echo effect. I did it without a computer. Phenomenal. I know. I'm so good. Um, So, tonight we are going to have one of those winners uh, come out on top, and whatever has the most votes could potentially go into Pantheon if everyone at this table agrees that it is a worthy enough movie to send, be sent up to the council. You don't have to say, you know, yes yourself immediately, but you're like, I kind of want to see what the council says. And yeah. Sometimes those get kicked up every once in a while, and we'll see what happens tonight uh, with whatever wins. Some of you might be asking uh, where Brad is tonight. Uh, Brad is doing AV Quickies. Uh, he's watching. He's getting geared up for the next marathon, uh, which is my marathon. Yep. It's a horror comedy horror marathon. Um, and he's uh, been doing a creative endeavor uh, where he's written a script and he's making a movie with some guys called John Dick. If you haven't seen him posting about it on AV, it's basically John Wick where a uh, guy shoots people in the dick a lot. Yeah. So, I it's mean, surprisingly that's right well up Doug Jolly. <laughs> I as as I know that sounds fairly lowbrow, but I, I'll be honest, it's surprisingly well crafted. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, have you seen this uh, John Dick stuff? I have, and it looks pretty good. I think Seth's gonna do a good job. 
Yeah, Seth's got the hair going. He's he's looking yeah, pretty yeah. Keanu Reeves. She's just missing the Asian half of Keanu Reeves, and he would be like dead on, right? Does Keanu have Asian? I believe I'm pretty sure he's like is he really Filipino and Hawaiian? Shut the fuck up! Is he really? Yeah. Oh yeah. It might be cool. Hawaiian. Hawaiian huh. is like American yeah, Asian. Yeah. This I is getting offensive. Oh, well, getting... no, I just didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean for that to be like offensive. But no, if it came out that way, then I apologize. Yeah. He has a non-Caucasian in him. That's what I should have said. Okay. He's incest married to a, a Hispanic girl, so okay. does that equate? No, look, anything? I just didn't know this. I'm not like a... <laughs> yeah. you're, you're making me flustered. I, I don't know. Um, but Brad has some predictions. Uh, he thinks that tonight is going to be a controversial winner no matter what comes out on top. Oh, it's controversial no matter what. Uh, because a lot, there was a lot of controversy about how we even set up this tournament. Uh, every time we'd post something, we'd be like, uh, no, Infinity War's better. And it's like, we're not even talking about We're not even fucking that. doing that yet. Leave Infinity so... War out of this. <laughs> Shut up. And so... There's going to be controversy no matter what. But he thinks, or he wants, I should say, uh, Guardians Volume 1 to win. He thinks okay. that's a superior film, but he wouldn't be surprised if Endgame snapped ahead in the end. Ooh, I see you what see you did. See what I yeah. do there? Doug, this is how I roll. It was I, low hanging fruit, yeah. but... <laughs> well, well, that, oh, yeah. Uh, snapping. Dude. Yep. The snap. Yeah, I got it. Because of the scene where the yeah. beatniks and the, right. they're doing the poetry jam? That's right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right. Uh, Nathan, why don't you talk about the four films that we're doing tonight and how they stack up against one another? We are doing Captain America, the first Avenger. First, from phase one. From phase one, right? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1, our phase two. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, volume two, one, phase three, part one. <laughs> and it was kind of a butt clencher with that and, uh, and uh, what was it? Civil Winter War. Civil War. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Avengers Endgame came out in phase three, part two. Yes. Part two. Yes. Yes. So we got all four, uh, yeah, all four of these movies going against it. Are the Guardians going to split each other down the middle? I Who feel knows? like they may. You know, is is Captain America underrated as, as something from you know one? It is Endgame too fresh in our minds? It might be. We're gonna see how it all <laughs> factors in tonight, and we're gonna let you kick things off, Matt, tonight with best film location. So for best film location, I have Nowhere from Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just an ingenious design to begin with, with this carved-out ceiling head. Uh, then once you get inside it, you have the bustling refinery facility above with the mining robots just floating around. And then below, you have the grimy but lively mining town and all the poor people uh, running around. So it makes a nice contrast, I thought, with Xandar. Because Xandar is like this bustling, rich uh, city. And, um, they, and uh, Nowhere is just the opposite. Then you have the sub-locations, the collector's lab, and the gambling arena. It's really cool. And it's also the location for the pretty cool fight scening with uh, uh, Ronan's uh, battleship. So it's, it's a really good location all around. So it gets my idol. Nice. This was one of the harder ones, right? Ooh. So I had to go back through all of my uh, marathons we've done this, this season and I went through, like, okay, well, what did I say? This, I was like, this will be easy to fill all these awards, right? Because I'll just look through, like, what did I think was best here? Is that still true? Fuck yeah. <laughs> so, in location, none of these films got my best locations. And I was like, all right, well, I'll go look. What, what did the other guys say? You know what I mean? And, like, I was looking through, and, like, almost fucking nobody said any of these lo- Like, any of the films here had, they, a couple people had Nowhere, mm-hmm. which I think is a good location. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do a lot for me, okay? It doesn't do a lot for me. Um... I ended up going Ego, the Living Planet, as a location. Because I think That's it's solid. That's that is yeah. solid. Ego is Ego is a fun location, man. I think it's it's gorgeous. Um, 
it's neat because it's a location, but it's also a character. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, obviously you have the embodiment of ego, but like the planet itself is not ego, in the way right? of like Woody Allen movies. New York is a character. Oh no, no, this no, is no. He's literally, literally a character. A character. <laughs> like, uh, he's full of the bones of his children, and you know, it's, he's got a <laughs> he's got a neat like little, New York. <laughs> he's got a museum to himself. It's nice. Like, he's got a neat little museum. Uh, you can go down into his core. He can make himself fucking faces out of himself. Look, it's a neat location. And they play, they play, they play some George Harrison songs, and it's, it's nice all around. Okay, <laughs> Douglas, Doug, what you got? Sure. Uh, so I am in complete agreement with Matt mm. about nowhere, uh, and everything that he said was uh, things that I was going to say. So thanks a lot, Matt. You're welcome. You're, also, yeah. you had that good Bowie lead up. Yeah, you know, the best part of it. Now, the, the in addition to just one other thing that I was thinking about with nowhere that I I like is on a like a on a meta level where that it has a story that's behind the story that they never really go fully into but it, mm. it's like a it has intrigue and mystery about mm. the celestials and what's the story behind that um but the MCU doesn't really tackle much of that and it's I kind of, I like that element yeah it's kind of like it's it's world building you know what yeah. I mean it's like it's like this exists we're not going to dwell on it too much but it keeps you wanting to know more about yep. what that is you know? yeah it's going to the wiki. <laughs> and I am agreeing with Nathan. Hey! Ego, Ego the Living Planet. I had Nowhere uh, for the longest time and switched it up to Ego because it is such a unique place, right? Your your living place is a character. It's, it's a breathing entity. Uh, and it's it's a big, vast place. We see a lot of cool shit. We see that weird fucking dungeon with all the kids' bones, uh, the little museum of all the places he's gone and banged women, which is <laughs> a weird... Like, yes. If I had a museum, I'd be like, yeah, this is a museum of this girl that I slept with. She was from Tinder. This one was a bar hookup. A picture of my glove. <laughs> <laughs> a picture of Doug's glove. Yes. Oh, that slutty glove. <laughs> it works. Yeah, it absolutely it works. does. So yes, I went with Ego. I think it's just uh, incredibly unique. All right, Matthew, best character. My best character is Rocket Raccoon from Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, he's really multifaceted, in my opinion. Uh, just starting off with his personality, he's this wisecracking, grumpy bounty hunter um, who acts tough, mean, um, but underneath of that, he's also sad because he's grieving because he's a former experiment. And that's got to bomb anyone out. Um, but beyond that, he's intelligent. He gets build weapons, good at improvising that. He's good at piloting ships, electronics. Um, and then just beyond all the personality and his actual character, you have the creation of the character. I mean, this a very good CGI work from the filmmaking team. Sean Gunn's mocap performance and Bradley Cooper's vocal performance. All great, and not to mention, I mean, this isn't part of this film, but he's become a really good utility player in the other films, especially the mm-hmm. Avengers movies, so he's getting my best character. Interesting choice. Right yeah. on, man. Um, my favorite, it's probably hands down, man. It's it's Peter Quill, Star-Lord, and I'm going to go Guardians 1. Um, okay. And, and because I, <clears throat> sort of, and again, I'm sort of retreading ground, because we've done all these before, right? right. <laughs> like, uh, mm-hmm. But I think, so Pete's one of the most relatable, other than maybe Spider-Man, is one of the most relatable characters, right? Because, like, 
he's just a human. He's just a guy from mm. the 80s. You know, like, I too am a guy from the 80s. Correct. Uh, I too have lost my mother to cancer. Like, mm. I too uh, deflect with humor and just listen to music all the time. You know what I mean? Like, so... Uh, Your best friend is a raccoon my, in a tree. Yes! <laughs> and so... Uh, He's relatable to me, but I also I, it's it's refreshing to have a he's a normal guy, but he's accounted among superheroes. But also, it's just nice to see like a character who is a hero also struggling with like he struggles with he lost his mom. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And like like have that be something that a hero is struggling with in a film. I think that's surprisingly forward. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yep. Uh, for me. Dr. Diamond Doug. <laughs> Are you going to announce yourself every time you give it away? Damn award? straight. <laughs> uh, for me, it's Iron Man. Uh, oh. is in Endgame. Obviously, Oof. he wasn't in the other ones. So. He was there in spirit. He was, he was there, in spirit. there in spirit. Yeah. Now, uh, so, I, I say specifically in Endgame as opposed to Iron Man across uh, it, like the rest of the movies, even sure. though we're not chatting okay. about them. But I just... I really like what they did with Iron Man in Endgame where we saw yet another facet of his personality that we hadn't got before when you add uh, marriage and a child mm. and uh, being a dad, having kids, uh, having a daughter, just that relationship. I Like like you empathize with Peter Quill for those mm. reasons. I was empathizing with, with Tony Stark in those moments and I just really liked uh, how... The character finished the arc well from where he started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of characters. And I will <clears throat> prop the Endgame. A lot of characters finished arcs well, yeah. really well. You know, yeah, so and then we'll get to things. Yeah, like that. certainly we'll get to that. Certainly. Uh, for me, uh, a character I kind of resonate with in a weird way is Iandu Adanta in Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Um, in, in First Guardians, he's a fun character in there, but he doesn't have a lot of depth to him. In Guardians Two, he's got the most depth almost out of anybody um and he like to think that when you went into guardians 2 that (laughs) yondu's death would make you cry Mm. at the end of that movie every fucking time you watch that movie would just be a laughable notion uh but they do such a good job of bringing humanity and this humility to this this man who got cast away from the ravagers that he was a part of that he held so near and dear to do the right thing and then guising that right thing as as something bad, just so he didn't have to put all that evil on Peter Quill at such a young age either. Uh, just fucking gorgeous writing and and making that character breathe and come to life in a totally different way uh, from the first one to the second one. Matt, best duo. This is actually my first tie of the night. Uh, for my first duo, I am going with Steve Rogers and Peggy Carter from Captain America, the first Avenger. It's like there's a really strong relationship you built on mutual respect. I mean, when you first see them, um, there's definitely some flirtation on going on there. Of course, it can't be anything, anything too heavy because uh, you know Peggy is uh, Steve's superior, superior officer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, he grabs the flag, hops in the back seat. They get to know each other better, and yeah, I mean, they, they lean on each other mutually. I think uh, Peggy in. Steve sees someone to emulate, um, and Steve relies on Peggy just for like a, a lot of strong moral support. Um, so by the time you get to the final scene, uh, when he's flying the plane, uh, trying to stop the bombs from destroying much of America, 
is they've built a really strong relationship. I'm very impressed how they do it within the course of one film. And yeah, it's just awesome. And my second one is actually from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and it's Drax and Mantis. It's again another relationship built across one film. And this time it's built on mutual empathy. Um, and yeah, I mean, yes, Mantis is able to feel emotions. That kind of helps the relationship along pretty well. When they first meet, uh, like Drax is really amused by Mantis, and Mantis, by touching him, feeds into that amusement. Um, then where they're by the pool during the sunset, uh, Drax is talking about how he misses his family, and Mantis is talking about her feelings towards being a pet to Ego, and they connect really well there as well. So by the time we get to the, towards the end of the movie, where um, Mantis has to put Ego to sleep, Drax is like motivating her. She's saying, you can do this, I know you can. And then like the, at the end of the film, they have a sweet moment where uh, Drax says, you're beautiful on the inside. But we know you really the trackster on the outside, even though he tells her she's hideous like throughout. So. I just felt those relationships were like the strongest between those. I was just uh, getting, I just, I think, felt a connection to these two duos just because they're both just because of those strong relationships. So I had to give them a tie. Okay. Yeah. I like both of those. Yeah, I like those. I think there are a lot of good <clears throat> duos in these films, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve and Bucky, I would say, great. Um, Tony, Tony and uh, Steve is great. Uh, yeah, I love uh, Rocket and Yondu. Fucking, there's a bunch of them. But and listen, and listen, Matt, I'll take a point for Guardians Two any day of the week because I like it. <laughs> but you had a tie, and you didn't say just Rocket and Groot. Yeah, just just OG Rocket and Groot from from uh, yeah. Guardians One. The Timon and Pumbaa. I think it's amusing, but I just I just really couldn't connect that on a deep level. Like it's a fun duo. But just beyond, like, it like, feels a lot more of a comedy duo. I mean, there's some deepness there because they are, like, really strong friends. I just wasn't feeling as much as uh, this time around. But I think it's a solid duo. I, I, I'm not going to deny that. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're the, as I'm far as I'm concerned, they're, like, the 800-pound gorilla of the screen duo <laughs> yeah. category. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and we, you know, I think I talked about this the last time, right? I mean, you've got, like... They're just complete opposites. It's that uh, juxtaposition kind of, you know, you, or like uh, you have like uh, Rocket's really small, Groot is really big. Rocket is like a genetic experiment. Groot is natural, he's of the natural world or whatever. One is hot-headed, one is cool, one is, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, they just bounce off each other so much. They're so different. Uh, one, yeah, one just is super wordy and tries to be and the, the other, the other one just says I am Groot <laughs> specifically in that Which manner like the uh, Groot Groot says that one yes okay. um, I yeah I just think they're, they're they're the iconic duo I think if I, if I think of all of uh, the MCU marathon I think if you put, put it on the poll <laughs> yeah, put it on the poll I think they'll win every time absolutely I am in full agreement with Nathan on that that Rocket and Groot uh, Guardians won, mm. and uh, that uh, I, I found myself watching the movie and reflecting on the fact that I was getting emotional watching a CG raccoon holding <laughs> sticks <laughs> yeah. and mourning for his friend, and I was there and feeling that, and in addition to all the comedic stuff, it was just a lot of great moments. 
Um, but it, 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 they're just so fun. Yeah, they are. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the, Timon and Pumbaa, <coughs> in Jay and Silent Bob, Martin and Lewis, it, like this Rocket and Groot. It, I mean, defines the MCU as as a duo, uh, un- undoubtedly to me. Uh, they are comedic. There's so much rich backstory that we don't get with them that, like, you just feel there. Like, it, you shouldn't feel that from two CGI characters. Like, <laughs> but you do. You're just like, oh man, they must have went through some shit together, and like, they've been through a lot, and they they stuck together through everything, and like, and you don't see any of that, but you you feel it yeah, because they're know. that strong of, of a duo. And and you're right, they juxtapose each other so much that it, it just melds together and works so beautifully. So, uh, yeah, Rocket and Groot was the, the only answer for me there. Matt, best villain out of these four? So for best villain, I might be throwing you a curveball uh-huh. here. I am going with Ego from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And I know a lot of you people at home are thinking, well, I think Thanos is a lot better than him. But uh, I'm going to explain to you why that might not be the case. So power-wise, <laughs> they're um, pretty similar. Like, Ego has the power to take over a bunch of planets. And uh-huh. he only needs the help of, like, one celestial. Thanos needs a bunch of Infinity Stones. Um, they're, again, because, same thing, motivations are similar, wanting to rule the galaxy. But I think where the, it tips uh, Ego in in my favor, anyways, is just as, uh, his, like, personal intent. Like, um, you know, like how Thanos uh, is willing to torture his children and pit them against each other? Uh, Eco straight up murders his kids if they don't meet muster, you know? There's like a big pile of bodies on the planet. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is that while Thanos claims to say that he wants to destroy the universe, like for the good of all uh, living beings, uh, Eco's motive, motives are much more selfish. He's just willing to, you know, take over the galaxies just to, you know, keep himself alive. Uh, throw in the fact that. He abandons his kid, he betrays his kid, um, and uh, basically that's to make him into a living battery when Peter says, well, no, I'm not going to help you take over the galaxy, and uh, he basically says, too bad, you're going to like hijack your body and use you as a living battery. And uh, yeah, killing his mom is another bad, <laughs> good point in his favor as being a bad villain, so yeah, he, he uh, checks off a lot of boxes for me, so I'm giving him best villain. Right on, man. Again, I'll take the points for Guardians two any t- any day. Um, yeah. I didn't go that route, man, but I do. I think I think Ego's a little underrated, honestly. Um, yeah. I think that he. First of all, I appreciate that they've taken the time with the character to like. When, if you have a character that's gonna that's he's eternal. I mean, he's been, he's been for millions of years. Like you have to, their perspective has to be on the long game. It has to be like, look. I, I get it. I get that you, like, love these people, but they don't fucking matter. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be like yeah. this, and then they're gone, okay? So, like, you got to have a project. <laughs> you got to, like, focus your mind on something. And he's, like He's a retired man. That, right, like, yeah. He's, like, he needs to clean out the gutters and shit, or he's just going to, like, sit and watch TV. And I mean, you... But, but, no, honestly, like, I, I think that's an important... I think that's a... It's a, it's a great character trait. I, th- I think that's a, that's a great motivation for a character. Um, I think, you know, I also think Ronan the Accuser is a fucking underrated villain. I like he's that he's a fanatic, uh, religious uh, extremist and like, that's scary, you know, uh, (laughs) 
just given <laughs> when and where we live right now. I, yeah, you put it um, that way, I suppose. I think, yeah. that, I think that Thanos is cool. I think he's better in Endgame. I'm sorry, I think he's better in Infinity, uh, Infinity War than I think he is in Endgame, but I still think he's just Ozymandias. It's just like Babies vs. Ozymandias. I still don't think he's <laughs> fucking great. Um, uh, Johann Schmidt is a motherfucker. Like, <laughs> Johann Schmidt is the dude. Like, um, first of all, he's a Nazi. He's not even a Nazi. He's like a rat fuck fuck Nazi guy. <laughs> like, he's like, a rat fuck anti-Nazi. I appreciate that, like, you know, at one point, like, it's like this Nazi deep science division, but it's totally rogue, and they worship him as, like, a god. You know what I mean? And, like, like the representatives from uh, the Third Reich come in, they're like, hey, uh, the Fuhrer wants to know, like, what the fuck you're doing up here? And he's just, like, shoots him, like, oh, hell Hydra. <laughs> like, oh, yes, oh, hell yeah, Hydra, you know? Um, yeah, I just think he's, like, I think Red Skull is an, is an iconic villain, and I think that they did him justice in this. Like, it's not often, I think, that you... They've not always uh, taken source material and translated it onto the screen mm-hmm. in a good way. And I think they fucking nailed it this time. And to be in phase one, I think that's super impressive. Yeah, phase one was pretty weak with its its villains, yeah. except for Red Skull, really. And, you know, Loki, but... Well, Lo- Loki, yeah, that was, a, that was a, the breakout. Sure. Yeah. Mr. Douglas. All right. Again, Dr. Den, Doug, <laughs> back to me. Uh, <laughs> got about a fifth, a fifth of the way into this fucking... Yeah, what is this? The, the Balvany 14 scotch. Caribbean okay. cask. Oh. A nice little scotch. Uh, for me, uh, I'm going with Thanos, because I'm the basic bitch of the <laughs> bunch. The, uh, You're the, the pumpkin spice latte. I'm, I'm, table. I'm going for the pumpkin, pumpkin spice latte villain Thanos. Um, that he... He has the benefit of driving the whole Infinity Saga to where it's going, right. and um, he w- he was cool, even though like he would say Infinity War, he was probably even like at his peak, where we didn't quite see him at his peak in an Endgame, but he was still so formidable that he almost uh, he almost made it, uh, mm-hmm. except through happenstance and the entire Avengers team and uh, that, that he was able to, to pull through and a, and a rat walked over a time machine and, <laughs> and all that. But, but I, I'll go with, uh, I'm going with Thanos. Yeah, and, and where I do like Thanos here as, as a villain is he certainly seems more evil in this for, yeah, in, than, in, than Infinity oh, yeah. War. I think he's a better character in Infinity War, but he's <laughs> certainly more evil because he's like, well, I was gonna like kill half the universe and let you guys do with it what you want, but right. now I'm gonna like kill half of it and rebuild it in my fucking image. Now, well, so, like, doesn't he say he's gonna kill all of everybody? He's gonna kill tear, it, tear yeah, it kill down yeah. and yeah. rebuild it. So yeah, he's pretty much you know the Hitler uh, of the in-game world there. But um, when you have a literal Nazi, you should go with a literal Nazi. <laughs> We're on the same in, page, tonight. yeah. In Red Skull, because uh, I mean. Like you said, like he's a Nazi, but like he's like he's anti-Nazi, but in the wrong direction. Yeah, <laughs> it should be like you know, even further. Someone's like, right. someone's like, I'm gonna murder, and you go, uh, no, and it's like because not murdering's right. No, I want you to murder and rape. Yeah. Oh, you went the wrong way with it. Got ya. Murder by rape. Yes. <laughs> Death by snooze. Yes. <laughs> uh, and what else goes into like a cool villain is a badass look too, mm. and like. Fuck it. No villain, I think, looks cooler in the MCU than Red Skull. Just the Nazi uniform yeah. and just fucking just a, a Red yeah. Skull. It's his name. And look, and listen, <laughs> I've said this before. I said it I said it during uh, The Wall, right? Mm-hmm. Say what you want about fascists. Snappy fucking dressers, okay? 
a snappy <laughs> fucking look, dresser. They look great. They do. It's you know you get rid of the little swastikas <laughs> and the SS's on there. You got yourself a nice little you dinner outfit. <laughs> got yourself some good Sunday church clothes. <laughs> All right, Matthew. Next up, uh, we have best villain, but you have to have a best hero to take on that best villain. So this, I'm using my second tie of the oh night. Oh my god! Yep, I am going with Captain America from Captain America: The First Avenger and mm-hmm. Iron Man from Endgame. So Captain America is probably the purest hero in the MCU. He has the purest intentions. Um, he's very much willing to self-sacrifice if it's for the greater good. I mean, you see that when he jumps on the grenade during the training exercise. You see him when he runs out to rescue uh, the rest of his squad because everyone else is just leaving up up for dead. And then, of course, as I mentioned before, when he uh, takes over the plane and just crashes into the ocean to save a lot of humanity. And I also like his line. There's pretty much his mantra where he says, I don't want to kill anyone. I don't like bullies. I don't care where they're from, where they're from. He's uh, pretty much almost the most altruistic hero you can get. And then, kind of on the opposite of that, you have uh, Iron Man. Um, this is like the end of his journey. So, when we kind of have to go through his whole character arc to explain why him being a hero in this movie is so important. He starts off in Iron Man being a rather arrogant, uh, selfish person. And by the time you get to this point, he's gone through so much. Uh, people have turned on him because he's made mistakes. He created Ultron, and that didn't turn out so well. Um, Civil War, people turned on him there as well. And he's finally in a good place in his life. He has a family, he has a wife and a child. And he's content, and he doesn't, he doesn't want to risk anything more, but he still has Spider-Man's death. So that kind of brings him around, and he realizes, I can save Spider-Man, and I can also save everyone. He figures out time travel. When the chips are down, and Doctor Strange gives the signal, he decides, okay, this is my moment. I'm going to take the stone, and then snap. And, yeah, it's just so beautiful because, again, we know where he's been. We know that he had to undergo a really strong character shift to get to this point where he's a justifiable hero. And, yeah, I had to give it a tie. Right on, man. Uh, I do think you have a point. So I only picked one here, and I do think you have a point with with Iron Man, right? Like, it's only because we know sort of where he came from, we know that he is this kind of selfish, sort of bullheaded type character, that when he makes right. that sacrifice at the end, that's what mm-hmm. makes it special, right? Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I, so I went with just Captain America, though. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> and for all this thing, you said it beautifully, right? Yeah. Like, I, mm-hmm. I mean, like, Iron Man sacrifices himself at the end to save the world. Like, Steve jumps on a fake grenade for like, there's no stakes. You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, it's just to save the people around him. They don't even fucking like him. You know what I mean? It, because he just that's his instinct. It's like it's a, the that's the right thing to do is to jump on this fucking grenade and just take one for the team. And like, of you say what you want about anybody else, man. Like that's 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 the character. You know what I mean? That's the character. In one scene, that's all you need to know about who Captain America is. And uh, yeah, so he gets best hero. Just he's just. You said it really well, man. Just so selfless and so, you know, 
He's just so good, you know. Yeah, and I'll tack on again, Doctor Diamond Duck. Um, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> no, I I, I I I will agree with uh, Nathan and then half of Matt on uh, uh, on Captain America, just because when you th- like for me, I think of hero. What is the definition of hero? That that Captain America is the archetype of hero. And, but when I wrote this down, I, I first wrote Captain America, and then I was like, that's not exactly correct. It's Steve Rogers slash Captain America because Steve Rogers jumped on the grenade, not no, Captain no, listen, America. I, mm. Steve Rogers slash Captain America. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I, did the, I did the same thing because it, like, it just typifies yeah. uh, being a hero. So, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a clean sweep for Captain America. Uh, I do have a tie on this one, though. Oof. Um, but I didn't write Captain America. I wrote strictly Steve Rogers because it is that falling on the grenade yeah. scene that is the most well, heroic thing within the MCU. It, 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 you right. said it. That's you took the word Steve. right out of my that's mouth. That's Steve, right? That but I mean, like, Steve. that's what makes him Captain America. Right, right. exactly. Yeah. That's, that, and, that was my and point. if we go to the end, that's the thing that allows him to pick up uh, meow, right. meow meow right meow meow <laughs> <laughs> uh, in, in, in like tying back to that comment that Iron Man said to him is like everything special about you came out of a jar out of a bottle or yeah, yeah. out of a bottle but then like we have that resolution at the end where he picks up right it's like no, no but yeah. that has nothing to do with him being mm-hmm. Captain America but everything to him being Steve yeah 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 yeah, Cap doesn't pick up that hammer. Steve picks up the hammer. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. And and you took the words right out of mouth where you know Tony is saving the universe and it, for everyone that he loves, you know his daughter and his wife and all his friends that are around him and like and and doing it in like a moment where he knows it's being built up. Mm-hmm. He knows it's coming. Like it's been happening for years. Um, and right. Steve is just like fuck grenade. I need to jump on it and save all these people that don't give a shit about me. Yeah. Um, and that, that really, like, resonates and is that big moment. Um, my other tie, uh, is not Tony Stark, though. It is Iandu Adanta in Guardians of the Galaxy (laughs) 2. Um, because I think Iandu's sacrifice is just as, like, worthy in the end as as Tony's is. Um, that's why I lean towards Iandu. Um, and it's even, it's more emotional, even in my, like, and Tony obviously makes you sad and, and whatnot too, but, like, that Iandu moment is, is so more personal. I dude, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, maybe it was because I going into Endgame, you you knew that like Robert Downey Jr. You know what I mean? Right. Like, not gonna do this yeah. forever. Rock, like, right. Rocket's not the one. To, right. To, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, going in, like he ain't coming out of this yeah. or whatever. And like, then uh, he earns like one of my favorite scenes in the entire MCU is the, is Yondu's funeral mm-hmm. and him earning it and the Ravagers coming back and paying their respects to him because they know in that moment and that what's he was his a hero. face going? Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> That's the one that really tugs the It really does, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But let's stop talking about uh, uh, that and let's talk about more death and talk about best kill, death, or defeat, Matt. (laughs) So, for best kill or defeat, I went with one of the more obvious ones, and that is Tony Snap from Avengers Endgame. It's a great reversal of Thanos' snap, it's just as much of an impact. Um, I'm sure there are a lot of people cheering in the theater when that happened in the movie. Um, and it's just awesome. It's just, it's like a personal kill for Tony Stark. But I think it's, you know, I think everyone kind of has a piece of that just because of how much Thanos has, uh, just ruined everything. And, um, yeah, it's just an awesome kill. So I had to give it best kill. It's hard to think of a more iconic 
defeat, right? I mean that that's yeah. it's mine as well, right? I, I it's I yeah. can't. There are great kills in in this. You know, I was this close, Doug. <laughs> I was this close, Doctor Diamond Doug, <laughs> for doing the dance off because I love the shit out of that dance off. Yeah. But uh, God, the snap is just so iconic. Just take it back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> subtle. Take it back. <laughs> uh, no, I, I had I had the, the Iron Man snap is just it, it is. You know, whatever. I'm fucking pumpkin spice latte, white bitch. But like, it's it's just so it's just so uh, iconic. Yeah. Yeah. And again, basic bitch vote for yeah. me. Uh, the snap. I love I love Doug that it diamond. I'm sorry, Doctor Diamond Doug. That it that it's like Endgame ends the same way that sort of Iron Man one ends. Just that like I am Iron Man, yep. right? Snap. Like yep. fuck yeah. It's just it's, oh, it's, but it's like poetry. It's yeah. like. <laughs> It's not. You gotta go ahead. We, okay. <laughs> no, no. Like, what else am I gonna say? Yeah, like, yeah. Hopefully, it's not too much death. more because I'm gonna say something it's the, too. <laughs> it's the death of all in the Infinity Saga. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a second tie here. I'm Oof. using my ties now. Uh, Tony's snap and death is certainly uh, gonna get one. And like you said, like it's, if you it's, say, oh, okay. what I was gonna say, if you were gonna say Yondu's death. What, for I the said, next one? He's gonna, dude. I'm no, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, I'm just like... All right. Well, let's stay on Tony for a second. No, no, yeah, no. But, yeah. stay on the All right. Like, hold your breath. We'll see if it happens. Because... <laughs> <laughs> because... Much like, much like uh, how I'm going to give my next point, Tony's death is happening. We know yeah. it's happening yeah. before it happens. But, like, it's one of those things where, like, you know the story's going that way, and it's like... Just, just go that way. Like, don't try to steer us wrong and right. fuck things up. Like, just give it to us. And they give it to us, and they give us the, the heartfelt moment. He gets his goodbyes with Pepper and, and this quick moment with Peter. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, you get his funeral. Just everything that goes along with that. He gets to, you know, that the iconic line from the first one is, I'm Iron Man. And then the movie fucking ends. And that's where his character ends. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Iron Man. And snap. And boom. Just done. So Kyle, what's your second? Oh, my favorite? second is Yondu's death. What? Because, Woo! Bingo! Yeah, because it is in, it's incredibly earned, uh, as we said. And going back to why he's my best character is because he takes such a huge step from one to two, and yeah. uh, you learning about who he is as a person and and where that past of him came from, uh, all that stuff with the Ravagers and when he took Peter yeah. in and how he was trying to be more of a father and uh, you know like the the line you know. He may have been your father, boy, but he wasn't your daddy. Like, it's, yeah. it's and that, that's almost as himself. iconic as the Iron, yeah. Iron Man it, line yeah. before the death. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I fucking love it. It just breaks my heart every goddamn time. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> when I was doing the like rewatch of this, and then you go back to the very beginning of Guardians, and when his mom is saying that I hope someday you meet your daddy, mm-hmm. and uses they use specifically use the word. And I want you to meet your daddy. Mm-hmm. And then they tie that to that at the very end. And I'm like, oh, chills. Mm-hmm. Fucking Cat Stevens yeah. and Father of oh. playing. It's a cheap move. Yeah, it's yeah, a... Damn, but I love it. <laughs> it's a simple spell, but quite unbreakable. Why is this movie making my eyes leak? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys. Up next is a fan favorite category. What the fuck? Alright, so I just have a few runner-ups uh, for my what the fucks. Uh, my first is in Captain America, the first Avenger. Bucky Barnes falling off the train and not dying. I mean... I mean <laughs> it's a big fucking first, fall. I mean, yeah, because when you watch it the first time, you figure he's dead. So in context now, knowing that he's alive, he should have been dead. 
Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, it's kind of a similar thing. It doesn't bother me as much anymore, but it's Peter Quill and Gamora surviving for so long in space without a projected suit. And then you know, the big thing is basically his skin quickly healing because, I mean, even though, yes, he is half celestial, I think even Gamora has, like, body modifications. Mm-hmm. It's just a little, it stretches a little bit. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is a little bit of a bigger one. Uh, where are the military police Avengers during the destructions of the towns and cities that uh, Ego destroys? Because I actually looked the second time around watching this, and I saw, like, exactly one police car and one Nova ship. So, I mean, I can understand for budgetary reasons, so I can forgive it, because you don't want to spend the money to put a bunch of, like, ships or, or like, CGI Avengers in, in there. But, uh, yeah. But my winner is from Avengers Endgame, um, Nebula using the quantum machine to bring Thanos into the future. It just looks a little uh, wonky. Um, it stretches credibility a little bit because, like, when the when the Avengers return to the platform, they instantly grow to full size. But this ship just, like, slowly comes out of there and it's, like, small and it doesn't come big until it's in the atmosphere. And then also you start to think about, like, well... How, like, what can pin particles really do? Like, how powerful are they when you only need one vial in order to sink the, in order to shrink the ship? And the fact that they only have one suit, so it's a little bit questionable. Um, I mean, the whole time travel pot is anyways, but that stuck out the most. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's fucking <laughs> weird. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, that's gonna bother the shit out of me now, Matt. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, I don't have a lot of runners-up, man, just because I, I feel like, again, we've, we've done all these, but, like, um, one of the things that I think is funny every time I watch Endgame, and it's not, it's not a funny, but it's, it's in uh, Tony's funeral, right? And it paint so there are two moments, really. One of them is that, like, when you go by Hawkeye's kids, his son is, like, looking right at the fucking camera the entire time, <laughs> and it just, like, it's like, really, that was your best take? <laughs> was this fucking kid, like, staring right at the camera? Uh, but then the other one is that, like, Harley Keener from Iron Man 3? See, don't who three. gives a shit. Three. It, he's standing in the back, and I can't tell you how many times I've had to explain who that fucking kid was. <laughs> like, who's that kid? You know, who? Yeah. who's I, that I went to the internet, started typing in in Google, and then it auto like It auto-filled? I, I, I think I wrote who, and it... And who was that fucking kid? Who was that kid at the end of my... It's just so funny, because, like, that movie is... And it's funny, no one cares about that movie. And, like, the other day, um, you know, my, my daughter was like, hey, can we watch some Marvel movies? And I was like, yeah, I'll put it on Netflix. And they've moved everything to, like, Disney Plus or whatever. Yeah. Like, I was like, well, you can watch Iron Man 3. <laughs> it's, like, the only <laughs> one on all this shit anymore because nobody cares. Uh, yeah, it's just so funny that, like, nobody gives a shit about that movie so much that like, he shows up later and everyone's just like, like, it's the most Googled thing. Like, mm-hmm. who, who's this guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um... So that's not my what the fuck, it's just something that I think... The, the biggest what the fuck for me is, um... I really like uh, Guardians 2. I fucking hate the Pac-Man transformation. I because it it's so all... Much. It's like, you know, yeah. it just fucking ruins it. That movie has so much good character growth, and it has so many good parallels, and so many so many good things. And that's the thing that people latch on to. It's that one thing that's like, yeah, but there's that... You mean that one with the Pac-Man fight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, the one with the fucking pack. 
Batman fight. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the one. It's like three seconds out of the whole goddamn movie, but it's like it's so shit. Yeah, I'm gonna make some weird shit. <laughs> yeah, what, Doctor Diamond Doug? What do you sure, got? Sure, for my what the fricks? Ooh, PG thirteen, of yes, course. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yes, uh, my runners up include Pac Man. Mm-hmm. Include Pac Man. Yeah, yes. and then not from any movie, just the game no, in general. I just I hate the game Pac Man. No. He just likes to bring Bruce it. Yeah, yeah, hates it whenever yeah. he can. Um, so then my other ones are uh, Rat. Rat Time Machine. The rat walks on the yeah, time machine. And it's just so happenstance. I'm like, really? Yeah. And then Nebula Wi-Fi. Like the Nebula Nebula oh, yeah. Blu-ray uh-huh. that connects yeah. the two nebulae. Yeah. It's like Nebula, they're quantum Nebula. entangled. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. So like that's a that's a kind of thing I'm like, really? Mm. That's how they would connect. Yeah. Um, so th- those are some of them, but like my biggest moment, even though I like it on one level and my family I've got two daughters, and I watched them appreciate it. Was all the women showing up oh. in one place in in the end game battle to have a just very pointed, like pro women mo- movement? I am uh, it's like, not even, I like agree. I, I yeah. am like to my core. I I am uh, like. Even though, like, I like to argue about this term just to mess with people, I'm really a feminist at my, at, sure. like, m- me myself. Like, I- I'm a humanist. How about that? Like, I, I, like, I believe in equality, and I like, I like the uh, these moments that you can raise women up where they haven't been, and all that sort of stuff. But it's it, it felt so forced. It, it's forced, it, yeah. and, and especially so because it's moments after, right? Captain the Captain Marvel comes in. She destroys the ship that's fucking everybody up. Like she lands, she's got the thing, and it's like, do you think you think you got it? And she's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you know, what what the what the fuck is what the fuck is Pepper Potts gonna do to yeah. help you? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or, or, or man, was Mantis? Yeah, Mantis, and like, like look, I I like what I like what you're going for. But it's so forced. Yeah, and I and I guess maybe it's setting up some sort of future eight. What is it? A team or the not not <laughs> yes. not the A team, but the <laughs> no. But isn't isn't there like a group of the women? A force? A force, not the A team. Which, if Marvel Marvel produced an A team movie, I would be all there. So no, but yeah. Anyway, um, no, yeah, and like you said, if that moment changes. I think a lot if like you know, fucking Okoye has it and is running and then something gets in front of her and yeah. then, like, all these women rally around her. Cause, right. Because, like, they're stepping up to save Captain Marvel who is stronger than any of the fucking dudes on that field. Right. So what does it matter? Like, yeah, it's just real weird. Um, some of my uh, runner-ups are from Captain America, just all the people putting on really fucking weird fake accents. And, like, some <laughs> yeah. of them are just, like, so bad. You're just like, oh, okay, yeah. stop. Just stop doing it. Um... Uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy, so, like, you know, he's got this tape deck on the Milano, right? Um, they built a tape deck, but they don't, they've never built tapes in yeah. space. So it's like, and it gets broken, he's like, no, no, whatever. It's like, but they built that, like, because di- that didn't come from with you. I yeah. Like, it's really fucking weird. Um, and then you've got, uh, from Avengers Endgame, just that the directors and the writers don't agree on how that movie ends and, like, all the time travel shit. Like, they are constantly, completely, like, overlapping each other and, like, giving different answers. And, like, <laughs> they they both hate the answer that 
the other one gives about how, how what all went down. <laughs> um, but I'm going to hearken back to what uh, Ryan said for my winner, uh, and it is from is this- Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and it is Meredith singing. <laughs> Because it is fucking terrible. No, it is not. Her singing is atrocious, and they treat it like she has the voice of an angel, and she is a very bad singer. <laughs> look, I don't think it's that. I th- I look. I stood up for her she then. Is awful. And I was. It is not. Is it done? Not Dr. until Dunn. not until this moment that Kyle said that did I then remember that I thought to myself, oh, she's a bad singer. <laughs> no, because yeah, listen, yeah. because it's not. No, because this is how it goes. When when Ryan first brought that up. All he said was, and I'll give him this. He said, "She's not that great." She's and, not, and and that's but that's not saying she's not shit, is she? Yeah. She's <laughs> well. So what I what I thought that the issue was it wasn't necessarily her singing itself, mm-hmm. but that she was affecting a bad accent while singing. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I thought that was probably what like messed up things. It, it manifests in a weird yeah. way okay. and yeah. comes out totally wrong. But it's like. To, to just treat it like she's like, oh man, got such a beautiful voice, baby. No, she doesn't. <laughs> Stop. You can butter her up, but don't lie to her straight to her face about it. Don't let her continue to keep doing that and ruin everyone's ears. Like this is a movie. Like it, it is it not can be, that it can be, bad. It can be cute and fun, but like don't treat it like it's like it's great when it's not. Because that's annoying. All right. All right. All right. Let's back. Let's move back into some uh, rounds for some points, Matt. What is the best score or soundtrack? Which Guardians movie are you this going with? This fight. <laughs> I am going with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Yay. and it's uh, mostly for the songs, especially how they tie into the story. I mean, of course, the big one is Brandy, "You're a Fine Girl," which is basically Ego's mantra: uh, Brandy being Quill's mother, and the sea being the the, the stars, the universe, what have you. And he tries to make it Quill's manager as well so you basically have that as a through line through the movie but some of the other songs as well the chain referring to uh the guardians being a tight-knit family fathers and sons underscoring however and mrs yondu um and then there's also songs that are just fun playing over the scenes uh come a little bit closer when the uh during the big arrow kill scene and mr blue sky when baby Groot's dancing at the beginning uh, so yeah, Tyler Bates' the score is also pretty solid as well, but it's mostly for the songs, and I'm going Guardians too. Nice, Nathan. I think this is fucking tough, right? Mm-hmm. I, my answer is Guardians too. Okay, mm-hmm. but like you listen to them side by side. So first of all, the Gu- Guardians one is like the fucking it stands out. It's like that thing that we had an episode just talking about. What are the next songs gonna be on the you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's a murderer's row of a soundtrack, right? This is every fucking killer thing on it. Uh, and I remember when the when they released the track listing for Guardians 2, I remember thinking, like, I don't... Like, that's okay. You know what I mean? Like, just looking at it, like, these, this seems like a lot of B material. Uh, it's not. <laughs> like, I think, I, think it's, I think it's just as good, maybe not as iconic, but just as good song for song. They, they both right. have similar types of songs that match up against each other. I think Guardians Two comes out ahead more often than not, and I think it's incorporated into the into the plot more. Like you said, Brandy, Brandy, you're a fine girl. Is basically Ego's motivation as a character, right? Uh, I think it's a fucking. It's one of those things where like you have to pick one. It's like who are you gonna put in the Baseball Hall of Fame, man? Is it Babe Ruth for being the first, or is it Sammy Sosa for being a fucking beast? Sosa's fucking juiced, but like 
yeah, I'm gonna go Sosa. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, yeah, like you have. It may it may be that you know Guardians one did it first, and they 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 came out of nowhere, and, and was this was a huge thing, and maybe you could say like, well, with Guardians two, they designed it to be a hit. You know what I mean? And maybe that counts off. I don't know. Fuck that. It's amazing, and uh, Guardians two. Yeah. So Sosa did it on steroids. <laughs> But Babe Ruth did it on cigars and syphilis. Beer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a hot dog every inning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop the game. I need me a hot dog. Um, so, I, because, again, basic bitch. I'm going, I'm going Guardians Volume 1, the awesome mixtape Volume 1, because it, well, it was just such a phenomenon. Like, and, and And it was, like, it's incredible through and through. Like, the songs are great. I was just looking up right now. Uh, like, this first line doesn't mean much. Like, it topped uh, uh, Billboard top soundtracks for 11 consecutive weeks. But what what, yeah, what's what, what does that mean? Like, yeah, yeah. what yeah, other soundtracks? Yeah. I don't think movie soundtracks stay yeah. up there very long. So um, it is fairly impressive. But it sold a 1.7 million copies in the U.S. and is certified platinum yeah, by the RIAA. Which is incredibly rare for which, a movie. For a right. movie soundtrack, like, I mean, I'm thinking, like, Last of the Mohicans or Batman 89 uh, yeah. or, like... So um, it just, it was a great soundtrack. It, it, it made my kids know Hooked on a Feeling. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it's just good through and through. And I love it. And I, I love the fact that it was almost, in a sense, it was a character in the movie. Right. And yeah. then like then, and that's one of the things that I really liked about it. And I hadn't seen that before outside of a musical where they the soundtrack was was so instrumental to the movie. Sure. Yeah. And it, it's what, it's really, it's, um, because it's Pete's music. It, it's his yeah. mom gave it to him. You know yeah. what I mean? This is his music. It's what ties him to earth. Yep. He's an earthling. I mean, he listens to, you know what I mean? He listens yep. to this music. Like, um, I'm agreeing with you, Doug. Uh, and while I, I do agree to the point that the, mu- the music for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 fits the movie better Take it out of the movie and the music isn't as strong. It's not an album. I would rather listen to Volume 1 over Volume 2 if you were to say, here, you want to listen to one of these in the, on a car ride? I'm definitely I, going Volume so 1. So here's the thing, and, and I I don't, I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I, so one of the things I like, because I'll listen to them both in the car, and I think that like, pound for pound, right, maybe the songs are just better in one. If mm-hmm. you didn't, but I, I associate them so much with the movie that you can listen to the soundtrack and it just takes you through the whole movie. You know what I mean, and it's 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 it's. I feel like that's great. You know what I mean, like you go and you remember all these character moments that happened, and like that's. So I enjoy maybe listening to two more for that reason. But sure, if I, I did, think, but I if I didn't get, have that association, yeah. I would have said one. But I think you get it with one too. You, you like sure. hooked on a feeling and him dancing around and kicking the little fucking lizard things and fooled around and fell in love and he's dancing with Gamora out on outside of the ship in nowhere. Right. Um. Or the cherry bomb when they're all getting fucking suited up and ready to go. Like yeah, the music still resonates yeah. there too. Um. I, I think it's just a more fun soundtrack and it did it broke the mold. Yeah. Um, sure. I mean, the MCU, uh, until about Phase 3, like, the music was pretty blah. Stock. It was just there, you know? And then Guardians hit, and it was like, ooh, that's very different. And they they had to take a big 180 to get people to start recognizing the music and to make the music important. Again, we did a whole episode in Adventures of Video Land guessing what's going to be on Volume 2's soundtrack. And, And, like... To get you that pumped up because Volume One's album is that fucking good. Uh, volume Two, I don't even think sold as well as Volume it One. It may not, I, I, but 
and it's again going back to I think volume one is just more fun to inherently just pop into a car and listen to, to songs on it. All right, Matthew, best quote. For best quote, I am going with We Are Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy. It sums up the Guardians' ethos of protecting family at all costs. It only needs three words. There's also just the weight that's behind it because this is the only time that Groot says anything but I am Groot. So you know just how much he loves his family. And it's so powerful that even you hear it a little bit in Guardians 2 by courtesy of David Hasselhoff and it shows up in the closing credits so mm-hmm. it's also just a nice quote to apply to a lot of the other characters from the MCU how them being family so yeah I think it's, it's my best quote there's a lot I mean so god there's a lot of great quotes mm-hmm. right you know I could do this all day um I am Iron Man America's take, ass. Take America's <laughs> ass. Yeah. You take you take a pick. There's a lot. Of, look, there's a lot of great stuff. <laughs> anything going. Drax says. Anything, anything, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mine probably sounds lackluster in comparison to a lot of those. They're not not as iconic. It could be that fucking Noob Master sixty nine or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, so Pete has that moment where uh, his dad mentions, you know what I mean? Like, I like I killed your mom. You know what I mean? Like, I, I sure. Wish I didn't put that fucking tumor in her head or whatever. I mean, like, he just snaps out of what's, you know... Basically, there's two things that you don't fuck with with Peter Quill, right? He's like, you don't fuck with his music or his mom, right? And that's that's what he's like. He's like, you shouldn't have killed my mom and squished my Walkman. You know, like, it's not, it's a funny kind of a line, but it's like, that's that's the line. You know what I mean? Like, that's the line that you don't cross. You cross both of these lines. Yeah, I don't care if you're my uh, dad. I don't care right. if you're Yeah, it's like, I want, I want a relationship with my dad more than anything in the world, but, like... You, you shouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? Like, is it, it's it's almost like he's saying it to himself. It's like, man, like I can't, I can't let this go. It's you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the a really powerful moment I think from Pete. All right, for me again, Doctor Diamond Duck. Um, <laughs> that uh, hooray for pumpkin spice. <laughs> I am Iron Man. Yeah. Endgame. <laughs> that it, it just it like the the line like in con in, in the context of. I am inevitable, and then mm-hmm. his answer: "I am Iron Man." With the hearkening back to the original, you gotta and, say, you gotta say, "I," and then get that long pause. Am Iron Man? Then, then this man, and, and like <laughs> I, I, you know, I got chills, and the, like it was, it was great delivery, great moment, great culmination of the character. It meant so much to the story. So there was a lot of other lines like "I love you 3000" was great, yeah. and uh, there's a lot of you so know, many callback lines in the yeah, game in general. Yeah, on your yeah. left and all that oh, kind of stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. But I am Iron Man. That's where, that's where I'm going. I am going with a very simple line that we had wanted to hear since Phase One and yeah. got teased in yeah, Ultron, yeah. but didn't happen. And uh-huh. it's the moment in the theater when. Everyone's breathing in. Yeah. Everyone's starting to get ready. And then everyone just fucking erupts when you hear Cap go, Avengers, assemble. Which nobody could have heard. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. Like, nobody right. in that battlefield could have heard. Right, right yeah. But we heard it. And he was speaking to us, Douglas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he meant audiences, assemble yeah. with us, please. That's right. Fan service, assemble. <laughs> Right, um, but it's because there was so much build up to that. It it is it's an iconic thing from the comic books. Yeah. Just Avengers Assemble. That's our thing. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what we say before we fight. <clears throat> and he never gets to say. He like a few times teases it, and yeah. it never comes out. And then in this harrowing moment, like 
you get one of my favorite moments in Endgame is him tightening up that shield, that yeah. broken shield on his yeah. arm, and like it's wow. one against a million, and he's still gonna fucking go. And then you know you get the portals opening up, and it's just like you're you're not thinking in that moment. I want to hear Avengers Assemble. You're just like, yeah. oh my god, all these people are coming back out, and like I thought, I thought this is the moment Cap was gonna die. And now he's got an army equivalent to the army that he was about to go against. Yeah. Just Avengers assembles, just like, boom, I'm ready. <laughs> and then you get like a 45 minute fight, and it's like, yes, it's what I wanted out of the end of this. So like, Avengers assemble, as simple as it is, uh, just resonates really hard. <clears throat> All right, Matt, best screenplay. Best screenplay for me goes to James Gunn for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I really like his use of duos to further everyone's character development. You have Rocket and Yondu, how they finally realize the filmer they are. And Rocket, I think hopefully, finally accepts that he's more than just an experiment. He shouldn't dwell too much on his past. I mean, he should use it uh, to fuel him going forward, but he shouldn't um, be... Um, just so down on himself all the time because he's not the only one who's had a shit life. Uh, you have the stronger bond between Nebula and Gamora. They become they, they become sisters this time around. Um, Draxamantis, as I already mentioned before. You also get, as Kyle mentioned before, how Yondu becomes such a better character. He has a great arc, how the former Ravagers reject him. And he has to prove himself, uh, not only to them, but to prove that he is a real daddy to uh, Quill. And I also liked how it was kind of a nod to Empire Strikes Back. I mean, you kind of have some similarities. They're on the run from the bad guys. They they hide out in uh, kind of a paradise. Um, The hero meets his mentor, and then he also meets his dad. But those turn out to be the same case the same person in this case, uh, so it condenses a little bit. Um, yeah, I just think overall it's a stronger script than one, um, just because it builds on characters so much and has a central theme about family loyalty, so it gets me um, it gets my idol. I agree. I have the same thing, James Gunn, for Guardians 2. Um, I, I, we've talked a little bit about the, the parallels, right, uh, the the sort of the family connections, all that. And you just did a great job of summarizing everything as well. Um, I think, and I talked about this again in the episode, but um, whenever you're doing a creative writing project and you have lots of characters, it's important that every character gets like a moment in your story. You know what I mean? I think it's, I think this is something that even Avengers doesn't get right. Like, so um, in, in Guardians 2, everybody gets a moment where they're the hero. You know, you got like Drax jumps out the back of the, of the ship and fights off all the Sovereign. Uh, uh, Gamora f- uh, fucking faces down uh, her sister and tears the gun off of the ship, whatever, and fires at her. Uh, Pete gets most of the moments. He's the, he's the star, you know what I mean? Uh, but, like, even, you know, uh, Rocket fights all the Ravagers by himself. Uh, even Mantis, even. Like, Mantis puts to sleep, like, final form mm-hmm. fucking ego. Uh, yep. who else is there? Uh, Nebula, baby even. Groot. Yeah, Baby Groot actually saves the day. Like, he, <laughs> he pushes the right button. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Even, um, even uh, Nebula, you know what I mean? Like, she, you know, jacks herself into the ship and charges it up so they can, they can kill all the Sovereign ships. Like, everybody has a moment where they're the hero of the story. And I, I always think about that, and then I think about, like, and again, I already made this joke, but, like, what the fuck has Falcon ever done? 
<laughs> ever. Nothing. He's never he's never had a moment where he's done fuck all in the and entire now he's Captain thing. America. <laughs> I don't mind him being Captain America, but I mean like if full disclosure, if Disney had any faith in that, they would call that show Captain America and the Winter Soldier, not Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, snap. But you know, hey. Um yeah, so Guardians 2. Uh so uh, I don't know if this is the pumpkin spice answer, but Oof. I'm going. I'm going. Who, with, who are you again? Yeah, I'm Doc. 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 Triple D. So uh, I'm going with Guardians One on this. Uh, the I, yeah, I don't think um, it's a pumpkin spice answer. So many of the same. Like I mean, we're talking about James Gunn here, so it, like it's just like which slice of the pie yeah. are you looking at? Uh, like just does great stuff, and for me that. I appreciated the family elements in two. The story didn't resonate with me or land as strongly as Guardians 1, which for me, Guardians 1 was a revelation because I didn't know anything about it. And then they made me care so much about all these people that I didn't know anything about. And they were, and like what I appreciate about the writing is that there's no wasted line by anybody. Anybody who has a moment to speak is... Like it's gold. Like it's it's spinning. It, like it's spinning gold. Every line where where somebody says uh, like the like Drax is ready to kill Gamora, and then like they're doing that thing, and there's like the criminal in the background, and he, he like Peter asks him something, and he's like yeah, he, like like oh like everybody knows what that means, yeah. and he looks and he's like you know what and he's like yeah yeah, and Drax oh. looks, he's like I didn't know that. No no no. no. <laughs> and, like, and I just like. From a writing perspective, I thought like that just like the attention to that level of detail was just so great, and it was and and again it was a revelation, and I appreciate that this first time around it was a revelation. The second one, uh, not taking like like it's still a good movie, but not taking anything away from it is that some of the bits that they that worked in one felt like they were pushing a little hard on in two and i said hard on and i apologize for that <laughs> um yeah thanks matt it made uh, me come yeah so. yeah but but like drax's humor felt a little pushed for me on in the second one where it felt more natural and integral in part one okay. so yeah i i agree in a lot of ways but i am going with the pumpkin spice answer of this which is in game oh um, yeah i think and i think it it, it boils down to Endgame uh, is the ultimatum in this this you know yeah. big phase or whatever. So many easy ways to just totally botch and fuck oh, everything up. Yeah. Like literally, like and there are some things that are wonky. I'm not a big fan of Fat Thor. You know, the time travel stuff gets a little weird towards the end with Cap and whatnot. But like for the most part, so solid. Everyone gets gets you know like you said it, all the main characters anyways that are, are there not everybody that shows up at the end but all those people get their moments mm. um, and you, you, Thor gets his moment with with Frigga you know uh, uh, Hawkeye and, and Black Widow have their moments I guess Ken, Ken Jung has his moment <laughs> as the secu- security guard uh, absolutely in, uh, we all love yeah. that that's everyone's favorite the rat gets a moment and <laughs> <laughs> um. And, and there's just something that, like, you had to do a lot to satisfy the masses on this because you know it's going to be one of the yeah. biggest movies of all time. It just eventually has become the biggest movie of all time, grossing-wise. Um, and it lands. And, and that's really, really important. Like, 
they could have taken some risks, you know, uh, and they did. They took some, but they didn't take that many. They took the right amount and landed on the ones that they took, and that's really important. So I'm going with uh, Avengers Endgame. Matt, best special achievement. Well, special achievement, I'm piggybacking off of your award and going with Avengers Endgame, sticking the landing, uh, specifically just the calculated fan service, uh, giving all the characters their moments, like you said, uh, having the time travel pod, which allows you to go back to Avengers 1, to Thor The Dark World, to Guardians of the Galaxy, and they all work really well. And then you have the little moments like Cap getting Thor's hammer, Fat Thor, if you're into that. Um, this is not uh, great no moment, you know, the A-Force <laughs> moment. Um, yeah, just, yeah. Um, and because of all that calculated fan service, they were able to become the highest grossing movie worldwide of all time, not adjusted for inflation. And just assembling all that big cast and giving so many of them uh, moments. Um, Ant-Man uh, does a really good job in this, which... I mean, when you're focusing on the big six for this one, you're not sure who's really going to break out of it. He he does. Nebula is probably the best we've ever seen her. So overall, yeah, just for the very care that goes into it, it gets my special achievement idol. You know, when you were just saying Nebula right there, like even though I knew that that is the same actress... Like, uh-huh. up until this moment, just sitting right here while I was thinking, I was like, oh, yeah, that's the same actress. Uh-huh. Like, 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 yeah, like, it was just so well done. that and, like, and, and going back to the screenplay, yeah. part of the, I, I was going to mention, like, they give Tony and Nebula those moments in the beginning, and oh, it yeah. totally changes oh, Nebula yeah, and Tony's characters, yeah. you know, yeah. in those moments. And, like, they do a good job of changing certain characters without getting too far away and straying from yeah. where they're from, but enough to give us different arcs and where they're going right. towards the end. I think you had said in, uh, maybe it was in Infinity War, it was just like, you start seeing all these characters come together, and it's like, I didn't, I didn't, know, I I didn't that. know that I wanted to see the Winter Soldier pick up Rocket and just go mm-hmm. fucking crazy with it, you know, like, but yeah, I, well, I needed that, that was mm-hmm. awesome. Um, yeah, I, I love just seeing all these characters that you haven't seen before. Or Thor dick around with Peter Quill. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, uh, I apologize for the language. Yeah. <laughs> Quill's not uh, a bad word. Yeah. Fine. yeah, it's fine. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I almost word for word, uh, Matt, uh, picking backing off of you and Kyle again, it's just sticking the landing on Endgame. Because I can't understate, like, everyone wants to be a franchise now. You know what I mean? Like it's it, it, no nobody can do it. It's it, it's insane. Like every like what was they had the um, what was the the mummy was supposed to kick off? What was the the the, the monsters? The monster universe? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that ain't going dark anywhere. Universe. Uh, dark universe. Dark universe. Yeah, the, King Kong. The King and Kong thing Godzilla. is It's plotting a lot. It's it's actually it's hap- They're not great films, but it's it's happening. <laughs> oh, okay? they're great films. I was told that on to AV on. that they're great films. Now listen, I do like them. I w- <laughs> so. Uh, so anyway, that's happening. It's a thing, but it's whatever. Uh, what what else is coming out, Doctor Diamond Doug? There's plenty of things. Uh, DC Universe that boiled, that fizzled out. Now they're doing DC Universe Black with Joker this Friday. Yeah, uh, which seems yeah. exciting. Uh, Birds of Prey. I don't know how that falls into, but that looks like hot shit. Uh, <laughs> But Hopefully anyway, we get a cats universe when that comes out. Yeah, that cats. Uh, listen, <laughs> a Harry Potter verse. There's a Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry look, everything's a franchise. Nobody can do it. 
It's amazing. It, 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 the, the, the fact that it even happened is astonishing. It happened in our lifetimes, <laughs> boys. It's fucking, uh, it's, it's incredible. I mean, and, 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 you know, that it came out, and like you said, there's so many things that can go wrong. Anything could go wrong. And, and MCU is not perfect. There are no, certainly no, the MCU flows. is not perfect, yeah. and I got problems Iron with Man Endgame. Two. Yeah, well, no, I mean, I mean, Iron Man uh, three is underrated. Sure. Yeah, uh, Iron Man three. Yeah, uh, no, or two. Yeah, lots, oh, yes, lots of the things. third act of Black Panther. Yeah, <laughs> almost all of Captain Marvel. Certainly, <laughs> it's but it's just it's it's great that um that we you know what I mean like I remember when the the, the movie came out we, you and I were talking to work and it was like we're reading reviews and it's like. Uh, I mean, the only bad thing says there's too much fan service. It's like, yeah, the fuck what do you want in, in Avengers Endgame? I mean, like, I don't care if it's wall-to-wall fan service. Like, yeah, I don't it's need, been like, ten years. I don't need Marvin's Room. I don't need people, like, right. existentially breaking down and becoming totally different things. Yeah. Give me what I want. I'm yeah. paying for a ticket because I'm seeing what I want to see. Yeah, apparently this is pumpkin spice because <laughs> my answer for best special achievement is tying all the things together in Endgame. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, I wrote tying all things together and callbacks, but I could easily have said sticking the landing. Sure. The, the idea is that you had this massive universe and everything could have gone wrong with it coming together, but yet it was able to to finally culminate and like there's there's moments so when i watch endgame even when i'm not emotional about things in endgame i get emotional about thinking about just the the care that went into crafting this entire universe that i got to be a part of at this special moment right. in history yeah uh, yeah, it's clean sweep. I mean, I carried on and just wrote creating the end game, you know, basically, you know, uh, doing all that. Kevin Feige, uh, heading this up and keeping th- continuity in places where it needed to be and, and putting all the legwork he went into. This is basically an award yeah. for him. I mean, yeah, we can, yeah. You can give it to, you know, the Russos or whatever, but. I like the fact, and this is an award that we don't discuss in terms of what it sure. is. Mm-mm. We each invented our own category sure. and we all invented the same category. Right. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, special team is just basically like, what What about this movie is is unique, you know? Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's what it is. I mean. I, I could have went with, uh, you know, Guardians 2, Baby Groot, and just making me just, just oh, Baby Groot is yeah. so adorable. <laughs> but no, it's, you can't. Yeah. Uh, it's it's sticking that landing, you know, creating that end game. Uh, not much more I could say than you guys haven't already said, but I already said before. So uh, let's just move on to the next category of Best Supporting Actor, which might be a tough one. My best supporting actor is Dave Bautista from Guardians of the Galaxy. It's such a complicated character because it has to balance menace, deadpan humor, and amusement. Um, you can already sense, I think a lot of people were able to sense that he could handle the physicality since he was in the WWE, and he does do that, of course. Um, just the, his, brute style, his brute fighting style, his, uh, his presence uh, being imposing. But they're just laying, layering that character work on top of it as well, which it is. And it's not an easy character. I think even seasoned actors might have a problem with it, but he handles it really well. And uh, he has to also consider how it's going to play off on screen, and it plays off really well. So he gets my idol just for being, uh, just for not really being able to expect that from him, but he nails it. So he gets my idol. You know, often wrestlers, I feel there's been many times actually, the wrestlers have 
you know, like with Roddy Piper and They Live, mm-hmm. where like they they end up coming away with the acting acting awards because it's like, you know, we set a low bar. We yeah, yeah. You, you set a low uh, bar, but but you know, it's not like these guys don't know how to act, right? I mean, like that's in wrestling. They act in wrestling, yeah. certainly. And and I think a lot of these guys know going in, like people have a low expectation. So I'm gonna give it everything, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna do a good job. You know what I mean? And and yeah. it's it's I, I do like that. It's not where I went. I went with uh, Michael Rooker. Uh, just because I think he's phenomenal. I don't particularly oh, yeah. like Michael Rooker. In, in one or two, though. In two. Okay. In two. Uh, he has a lot more to do. I was going to say, if you gave it to him in one, then what are you doing? But No, I, I, I don't particularly like Michael Rooker. Sure. Um, I think he plays a lot of the same characters all the time. And I think Yondu, in many respects, is the same character that he plays in a lot of other things. Just blue skin it's just, and Yes. <laughs> but fuck, I think he does a good job. Like, yeah. uh, he's just, he's tr- tremendous. But like, he is like the heart of that movie. Um, and I know he's a huge part of the, the the crew and the atmosphere, and I'll get into that later. Yeah, but like, um, he's just phenomenal in that movie. I just he, he steals almost every scene he's in. You yeah. know, and it's, Absolutely. yeah. The, uh, so, um, I wasn't planning on doing this. Ooh. Oh, okay. But I'm going to amend oh, gosh. my original vote. Oh, what was your original? Tell us that first. No, so my original vote was everyone that wasn't Peter Quill in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> As an ensemble. As an ensemble. Like, sure. best supporting. I was trying to think. Like, I was going to... I was like, oh, I love Gamora. Well, no, but I love Rocket. Mm. No, but I love Drax. No, but I love Groot. Like, and, like, and I and then I went down. But I even like the supporting things, like John C. Riley's yeah, little yeah. little thing. And like he here, but as we're talking, like as we were talking about it, I'm like, no, but I love Yondu in Guardians Two just as much, as well as uh, his little co- his little side character. And, and then like I even like Taserface for God's yeah. sake. <laughs> um, so, but so like. What I was originally just going to stick with Guardians One in terms of just everybody, all the supporting characters mm-hmm. of Guardian One, but I'm going to expand it to Guardians One and Guardians Two. I just love all the supporting cast <laughs> of Guardians One. Like I love the I love the universe of characters that's in the Guardians portion of the universe. Now, have what you used acting? have you used ties? I have not. You have not. You said okay. Okay, cool. Should I not? No, you certainly can. I just didn't know if you had already... I wasn't... I don't know if you had already used it. You only get two. I didn't have any ties. Okay. So this will affect you. At the end, if you don't have any ties, your best picture's worth three points. But now it will only be worth one point. And you still have a floating tie. And you have a floating tie. You can... At this point... Because you have tied that, you can tie anything else up on, up all the way. Okay, okay. you yeah. can so even just, retroactively go back and you know what? And it's, it's, it, it, it's 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 fine. I'm just letting <laughs> I mean, you know. I'm like, to be honest, nobody cares. I mean, the stakes <laughs> the stakes are so low for the dozens of people that will listen to this and care about it what we say. Dozens, <laughs> literally tens. Gary is on the edge of his seat right tens now. Tens <laughs> of dozens of people. So. Gary's just chewing his nails like, oh my god, I can't believe Doug is doing this. Yeah. It's oh, going god. off script. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. I'm going to go home and flagellate myself. So. <laughs> that sounds dirtier than it is. It certainly um, does. Yeah. Uh, for me, Matt, I'm agreeing with you. Uh, Dave okay. Batista as Drax. Um, and and that, that movie had five or six people that I could have easily went with. Uh, Bradley yeah. Cooper 
exceptional as as Rocket. You don't even know oh, that's yeah, Brad. If, yeah. if no one tells you that's Bradley Cooper when you're watching that movie, I can't you see have it. no fucking I, mean, I can't like, hear it. Yeah, I can't hear um, it. It's yeah. crazy. And, yeah. and uh, Zoe... Deschanel. <laughs> Zoe Saldana. We all had different like, Zoe's. Wait, wait, Zoe Deschanel in this film? I'm like, I've done three podcasts on this. Really, I might not know that. Really threw me off. Uh, it's the bangs. You take yeah, them off, yeah, you just, it's, it's impossible to tell who she is. It's fantastic. Um, even, uh, you know, Vin Diesel. Uh, we can, we yeah. can mock it and say he just says, I am group. But no, like, he recorded all those lines individually. He's the only actor that did all his lines in every other language that that movie came out in, too. Yeah. He learned how to say, I am group in the different languages and said it for every Yo fucking movie. Group, Yo soy group. <laughs> Go RT yeah. for that. Um, um, but I'm going with Dave Batista because there is this this low expectation, you know, because he's a wrestler or whatever. But and they do act in wrestling, you know. But yeah. he hadn't done anything like in Hollywood, and he he left wrestling right before this movie because he wanted to make it as an actor, and you know, decided he was going to audition for this, expecting to be completely like told like absolutely not, we're gonna not gonna fucking hire you, getting it, and then going. Just said, you know, telling the story that like he just bawled his eyes out for hours. Like this was like his dream, like living it in that moment, and then realizing, oh fuck, I need to get on my game. Like this is gonna be a big movie, and like hiring an acting coach and like yeah. really like focusing in. And he nails Drax. Yeah. I mean, that's that is that is Drax, and it's, it's he's so done fucking a good, good job. And I'll say too, he's he's in Blade Runner. He's in the new Blade Runner mm-hmm. for a minute, but he does yeah, a fantastic so job. Like I, I don't, everything else has been, yeah, but <laughs> now, just just to clarify, because I, I wasn't sure if I heard it one or two. Uh, one in okay. one because I think he gets a little too campy in two. That's, uh, yeah. But that's I think that's more how the character's written, and it's not so much <clears throat> his fault. Um, but he plays off the humor incredibly well. Yeah. Um, even in Infinity War, the whole scene where he's like trying to be invisible is probably one of the funniest <laughs> things in a whole fucking movie, and it shouldn't be coming from Dave Bautista being yeah. like you know right. you got people like Paul Rudd and shit in this movie like we're not Infinity War, but you know like all these fucking mega stars that should be delivering funnier yeah. things, and he's the one. Killing it. So, uh, just a big shout out to Dave Batista for that. All right, but supporters have to support someone. So, who's your best lead there, Matt? My best lead is Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. No. Come on! Iron Man in Avengers Endgame. Uh, it's kind of like with uh, Dave Batista, it's to balance all these emotions grief, anger, determination, acceptance. And he plays with the big moments just as well as the small moments, like when he first comes back to Earth. And he's just like a broken man, and he's angry at everyone, especially Cap. And, yeah, that's great. But also just the moments with his daughter and with Pepper, just how he's tender, and the character comes through, and just all these little small moments he nails. And, yeah, it's just a really um, well-rounded, nuanced performance. I mean, we we can't really expect anything less. From Robert Downey Jr., I don't think it's going to get him an Oscar. I don't even know if it's going to get him, an, an, him a nomination, but it's still a really good performance. I don't think I could go with anyone else in this category, uh, so he gets it. I have tied this category. Oh! Um, it's, uh, so... <laughs> If this is the du- the, the double Chris Award, okay? Oh, Chris okay. Evans. Okay, uh-huh. for yeah. Captain America in the first yeah. Avenger. And Chris Pine for and Wonder Woman. Chris Pratt <laughs> from Guardians 1. Ooh, okay. Right. Um, so, 
Chris Evans, at, at no point in time, throughout and I, and I'm throughout the entire MCU, I've, I've just always bought him as as Steve Rogers. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not. I didn't know him real. I well, actually, I did. I knew him as not another team movie. Johnny Storm. Yeah, and uh, you know, yeah, and just it's like I I was aware of who he was, but like. I didn't. It's anytime he's on screen, like I, I just, I just buy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just buy the. It's everything about you and just the way that you speak and it just. There are lots of. Any actor could have played this role. You know what I mean? Where I think like with like Paul Paul Rudd comes in as Ant Man, like he's just Paul Rudd. Right. You know what I mean? Like I like Paul Rudd as much as anybody, but he's just being Paul Rudd with an Ant Man suit on. Um, Chris Evans is Captain America. Um, and I think so. The, and then also with Chris Pratt, I think it's that same thing we were saying about Batista. Was that like, look, I'm I'm a I'm a chubby dude on a comedy thing. You know what I mean? And it's like I'm gonna be a superhero and I'm gonna get my fucking shit together. And like he loses yeah. like fucking seventy pounds and like yeah, I'm just like he looks fucking yeah. jacked. That moment where he like he's in the shower or whatever, all like dude, fuck, he's all in the orange. Yeah, like that's that's like. Man, I gotta get in shape because he's. You know what I mean? Like it, every time I see it, I'm like, man, I got no excuses to that I've. You know, uh, just I don't know. I, I like that attitude where it's like, okay, like I got this one shot where I can. I I have to prove that I'm more than just this. Mm. And so yeah, I think that's really fucking cool. So two Chris's. Yep. For me, just one Chris. Just one Chris. <laughs> like I mean, uh, Chris Chris Pratt was like I, I liked him, uh, but for me, best lead. Even though like. It doesn't end up being like, and this isn't showing my cards too much. It doesn't end up being my favorite picture of all of them, but just I, Captain America, uh, you know, Chris Evans just nails the role, and the movie just rides on his charisma and ethos of that character uh, so well, and, and he just, and, and you know, and, and they carry it through to Endgame, but. Uh, he establishes it so well in Captain America. <clears throat> I, I'd give it. I I'd give it to him. Um, I'm going with Robert Downey Jr. in in game. Um, God, it's 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 a tough one. I think because he's Iron Man in like what ten fucking movies or something. We we get it all, but there's just something to to end game where he. Allows himself to be more vulnerable in it than he has sure. in the other movies. Uh, especially, uh, we talked about him and Nebula on that, that ship. Like, that scene in particular is so good from him. Um, and the scene right after where he, he finally comes back down to Earth and he's just he's just pissed at everyone. Mm. Like, he just can't comprehend what happened. Like, like, I lost all the people that I love, like, right in front of my eyes. Like, this is... And you guys did nothing. And, like, he's yelling at Cap. Like, you, you lost. You yeah. didn't help me. Like, where were you? To the cathartic hug of mm. him with Peter Parker mm -hmm. when Peter mm. shows up and, like, Peter's just talking and talking. Uh, and, like, this is a callback again, good writing, like, to this, like, I'm not hugging you. Yeah. Uh, I'm just opening the door, but then bringing it full circle <laughs> where he, he actually initiates that yeah, hug. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, but it's genuine. Like, yes. you buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, just, and... Downey Jr. is just such a big presence that's going to be weird without him in the MCU, you it, know? It now, is. But, yeah. um, I don't know. We'll see. He's always been great casting from the very beginning. Sure. Yeah, you know, it was like, we need 
an alcoholic egomaniac to play. Yeah. You know, what's well, RDJ's sober? Uh, what, I mean, you it, know, yeah. <laughs> if he doesn't kick off Iron Man right, then we don't even get anywhere near to end games. Yeah. So, I mean, what's like, Macaulay Culkin doing? <laughs> no, he's busy. Get Robert Downey. <laughs> Give me Mel Gibson. No, too drunk. Too no, 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 too drunk. drunk. Too drunk. No, a little like a smidge, even looks the part. Smidge <laughs> of racism in there. Yeah. All right, Matt. What is your best scene out of these uh, Fantastic Four movies? My best scene ended up being Yondu's funeral from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Uh, the more I thought about it, it's just a really good ending to the movie. Um, you have all of the characters having nice character moments. Um, Rocket and Quill grieving over the loss of Yondu. You have the moment between Nebula and Gamora where they're saying farewell to each other and they seem like they're really good terms. Uh, you have the moment between Drax and Mantis, like I mentioned. Um, Baby Groot's doing his thing. Uh, the introduction of the Zune, which is a nice, funny moment. Uh, but the biggest of all, of course, is the arrival of all the old Guardians. Um, in death, Yondu is finally redeemed, um, he's forgiven, and it's just spectacular visuals as well, just all the ships congregating around, Yondu burning in his coffin, the fireworks going off, uh, just a satisfying moment, and that's why it gets my best scene. I, I, this is probably just the Ravager Funeral Award in general, yeah. I mean, if I'm guessing, right? Like, um... <laughs> It's the best scene, and not even, I, I know this is kind of like, these are the best films, sort of, I mean, that's what we read on the table, but like, this is the best scene in the MCU, in my opinion. Um, it, it doesn't matter, like, even you take in all the other films, nothing is more powerful as this scene, nothing is more emotional than this scene, not when, uh, not when Iron Man dies, not when, I can't think of anything that even comes close to, like, every single time I watch it, it's just like... I, I'm gonna cry like a fucking baby. And it says, like, you know, the... Yeah! <laughs> like, it's like the fireworks are going off, and they got fucking Cat Stevens playing, and it's like, God, it's, it's like, engineered to fuck you up. And it's it's so good, man. Um, if you told me 10 years ago, 12 years ago, we're gonna have, like, 23 films, okay? It's gonna cover, like, the entire uh, Infinity Saga, right? Like, and shit's gonna happen, right? Like, then the, the most important, most, like heartfelt scene is gonna be Yondu's funeral <laughs> and be like the the fucking blue guy <laughs> like you know the, the archer yeah like, I would, like somebody would be like, like the most important scene is Thanos's helicopter yeah <laughs> <laughs> like really <laughs> but no it's I mean it's like it's I can't think of anything that even comes close to be honest with you it's yeah. what you uh, got done <laughs> so uh, What's your basic bitch answer, <laughs> Dr. Diamond Dog here. Uh, so for me, that the that that I'm going with the final battle scene in Endgame, specifically yeah. that moment with Captain facing the army alone. So in wow. like and the way that it's shot from the wide angle across the landscape, mm. where you have an entire army backlit horizon behind him. Captain standing alone, like right after he had tightened, yeah. tightened, and it's just such a powerful moment, which then is released by the on your left, and then all the things show up, and then the battle happens. But that right, that moment at the apex, which is the climax of it, where ev like everything could go wrong, but then it doesn't. 
Mm-hmm. And I just, like, you know, it sums up the Infinity Saga. It sums up Endgame. So I'm going with that moment right there. What a stupid answer <laughs> that we both picked. Oh, no. Really? Oh. Yeah. Um, as much as you love Yondu with the blue around I, your I mouth. I do love it. And that, is, that is such a close fucking second. But yeah. that final battle is everything I wanted um, coming out. I, there And it starts from those three, you know, coming out of the rubble of Avengers Tower. You know, Thor, uh, Cap, and Iron Man. And just, like, walking up on Thanos is just sitting on a rock, ready to go, you know. Um, you know, to the, to the moments of Cap picking up Mjolnir, uh, fucking tightening that shield. There, there are just so many moments in there that just blow my fucking mind. Like, and it's, I've never had those sort of reactions in a theater or seeing people react that way in a theater is the first time I saw that and the second time I saw it and the third time I saw yeah. it in a theater like people standing up and cheering and like crying and yelling and high-fiving and yeah. just like like people were so fucking excited and they were they were right everything was justified everything had come back in that moment all the way up to that you know on your left which is is great after that but it's yeah. it's it's the moment the three stand up there all the way to the point where he tightens that shield ready to take on that army by himself. Alright, Matt. Up next, best Stan Lee cameo. My best Stan Lee cameo is Watcher's Informant in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It's surprising. It's funny. Um, it, you see it a couple of times in the films with a little bit of a through line. And the more I think about it, the more I realize that it's actually good um, kind of metaphor, if you will, for Stan Lee himself. I mean, he's, talk, he's telling stories to the Watchers, just like he tells, told stories to all of his Marvel fans throughout the years. So, in the looking back, also in that sense, is also a poignant cameo, but it's just great, so it gets my idol. It, it's, yeah. So, so there are good yeah. Stan Lee cameos and there are bad Stan Lee cameos, <laughs> right? This is... I think this is my favorite of all of them. I agree with you. Um, it's the Watcher Informant, right? Um, it gives some meta context to like why you keep seeing him in every film. Um, like yep. he's a Watcher Informant, but I think you know you get that great moment where he's like, where they they're leaving. He's like, I have so many more stories to tell, you know. And like, if that were the last one, fuck, that would have been so incredible. Uh, because I think. Other than I love the Captain Marvel, I love the Captain that Marvel one. Solid. That might be might be my favorite. Other than that, mm-hmm. um, I love that one. But you know, like the one in Endgame is pretty phoned in. I mean, I know the guy's dead. Yeah. Don't you, like, but yeah. um, I you know, God, I, I wish if, if Perfect World, that's the last one. You know, where he ends on like I have so many more stories to tell. Like that would have uh-huh. been fucking amazing. Yeah, apart from the tribute that was in the beginning oh, of yeah. Captain Marvel, which was amazing, that the the Watchers, I I'm, I'm in agreement for everything that's said, including but not limited to saying that it, it provides some context to a meta narrative why we keep sh- seeing this guy mm-hmm. who's showing up. But I, I Matt, I like your point of saying that it's reflective of him telling mm-hmm. the stories themselves, and I like that as well. Yeah. We got a, a clean sweep here, and the other three are pretty weak cameos from him. Yeah, uh, it, I think the in-game one is his worst one. But um, yeah. and it, this Guardians two doesn't win by default, though. That's, no, it's, no, it's these other three really are weak. Solid it's, it's a solid one. It's it's one or two. You know that or Captain Marvel. Uh, I think you know we'll talk about Into the Spider Verse is probably his best one. But like 
That's not an MCU. We're not fucking worried about that. Um, it's, it's the Awatu Watcher stuff. It's uh, just so fun to see those characters because there was just a big like Reddit thing, and that's where James Gunn got it from. There's this big theory on Reddit, and he was like, it's fucking great. I'm just going to take it. I'm just going to take it because it's, it's too yeah. fucking good to not use. Um, and he did, and it just it, it works on so many levels. So, yeah, Watu the Watcher. <laughs> All right, Matt, your defining moment, which is something that, like, when you think back on these four movies, the thing that just pops out in your mind the most. Defining moment for me is I am Iron Man in Avengers Endgame. Um, it's a personal moment for Tony Stark, Iron Man. Just, it's, it's basically, it's the same line he says at the beginning, at the end of uh, the first Iron Man, but it's coming from a completely different place. In the first Iron Man, he's kind of a little bit arrogant. He's kind of trying to show off to the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent saying, you know, I can reveal my identity. Uh, what's the big deal? Uh, but this time around, I mean, it's said with pride, just like the first time around. But there's, you know, there's a real vengeance behind it, a real statement that this is who I am. I'm better than you. I'm about to kill you. It comes across it really well. It's cathartic because, you know... Thanos is dead, the Infinity Saga is coming to a close, and it's just a nice end capper, and everything else pretty much after that is an epilogue. That's kind of where the Infinity Saga ends, and it's, I mean, it's kind of, it's, I don't think you can really beat that for a defining moment um, too much. That's uh, where it gets my idol. Right on, man. Um, yeah. So... My, so I, I wrote this in a way like I I'm, I don't disagree with what I wrote but I wanted to add to it like I wrote uh, so it's uh, Endgame and it's Cap and Iron Man prove each other wrong and I Doug you touched base on this earlier um, where you know I th- is it in Civil War I think where they have that back and forth where it's like you know Steve the only good thing about you came out of a bottle you know and like he proves it's it's not true. You know what I mean? Like it's and the other line of the and you're never you're, willing yes. to make the sacrifice play. Yeah, yeah. You're not you're not the one to make the sacrifice play, right? I mean, so they prove each other wrong in the end. Like Steve um, was worthy without the serum. You know what I mean? Because it's his heart that makes him Captain America. It's not, it's not the super soldier serum. It's the, it's this is his heart. Um, that's what makes him worthy, right? And then uh, and then in the end, you know, Iron Man proves uh, Tony proves that he 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 will be he will do the sacrifice play. Um, and so that's cool, but I, it, it, and that's, I still like that, but I want to talk, Thor also has some great resolution. I mean, I, Thor, in this movie's fucking complicated. Well, that moment, dude. Is the so friggin' good. moment is great. So I think, good. but I, I love just the idea that like, cause I don't think it had to be like that with fucking Fortnite and shit, but like, right. the, I, I totally buy that he's depressed and he's down. Like I could have, I could have prevented all this and I didn't. Well, I mean, they showed that before he went and lopped Thanos' yeah. head off. They could have kept that. Right. You know? I, yeah. but, he, could, but, he could have ended up doing shit like uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And just, I love, because his realization is like, I can fail and still be worthy, though. You know what I mean? Like, I can still be a hero even though I failed. And I think that's important for him, too. So he gets his own resolution, which I think is really cool. But I don't like a lot of the shit bleeding up to that. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, what you got? So uh, for me, uh, and there, it, like I like the I am Iron Man, but I like I hit on that a couple times in terms of like my favorite scene and like the the best quote. So just thinking through it, a, like a moment that really stood out in terms of like just ca- encapsulates the movie is 
Captain America emerging from his transformation, Ooh, where cool. he's shirtless, oh, yeah. rippling abs, and I'm like, I'm not, like, I'm not really into men, but like, I'm, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little gay for that, Captain America right there. I was, I was Peggy Carter, right. wanting to touch his, his. You heard it here. Doug is gay for America. Yeah, I am. He is America's ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, but just. Him emerging, this specimen of a man, right. was just yeah. kind of like, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> there it is. That like, he is, and he is the Uberman, you right. know. The eff- I don't, and again, the, the effect that they use in the beginning to just make him look like a normal guy, or even yeah. super holds up, holds up so it holds up, looks super good, and then it's obviously I know he looks jacked like that the whole time, but you know, but that, but it really does feel like a. Fucking transformation. Yeah. It was a fucking smoke show coming out of this thing. Like, dude, yeah. yeah it's crazy. Um, I, I will go with the basic Tony snapping answer. It's, it's that... <laughs> it's the defining moment of the entire MCU. To pumpkin I mean, spice. The pumpkin, pumpkin spice. spice. <laughs> um, but it's, it's the defining moment. It's that thing that you, you need to see. It's that, that big... <sighs> fucking exhale moment. And then, oh, now he's dead. Fuck. <laughs> Like it, it all happens, and it's it's that's gonna be the the image that's imprinted on this you know saga or whatever we're calling these phases. Yeah. You know, is is that that snap from that Iron Man glove with the the stones in it? All right, Matt, best director. My best director award goes to the Russo brothers for Avengers Endgame. They delivered strong performances from all of the actors and some of the actors I think deliver their best performances as those characters in the MCU especially Jeremy Renner Scarlett Johansson well he actually gets something to do in it yeah Karen (laughs) Gillan yeah exactly he makes the most of it he really does I think um and also all of the action sequences I mean the big boss battles the standout but there are some really good uh, sequences uh, in the time travel segments, like the cap on cap fight. Um, so, yeah, I mean, also it kind of ties into the Special Achievement Awards, sticking the landing. It, I don't think it would have worked without the Russo brothers. They really elevated uh, the Avengers movies, and they, they have played a really big part in the MCU in general. Uh, so this is kind of almost like a MCU marathon Best Director Award because... They're the MVPs, I feel, so they're getting my idol. I feel like the Russo brothers are really good, but I think that James Gunn is the only director that like is nest like mandatory. Like I think you take yeah, I think you take James Gunn out of that project, it just doesn't work. And he's one of the uh, producers of Endgame, right? Or, or, yeah. So I mean, I think, and that's so I went with James Gunn, and I actually this, I tied switched some things around, and I tied this. This is Guardians One and Two. It was originally just Guardians One, and I wanted to do it because it was like you had talked about before, right? Like, um, y- there's a lot that a lot of people. This isn't Iron Man. This isn't Cap. This is these aren't characters that most people know. Okay, but you're like ten minutes into this film, and there's like talking fucking raccoons, and there's fucking <laughs> blue guys with mohawks, and there's a tree that only says certain things, and like you just buy it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's very very quick. They're they're introducing things like okay, we're now we're inside a giant head. That's cool, uh, but it works. You know what I mean? And it, I think. And not only if you think about all the things that he did as the director, right? I mean, he's also doing the soundtrack. He's also you know, you know he's writing it. He's doing everything. Yeah. Like his he's got his bringing his brother in to do fucking mocap work. He's taking him off of fucking 
what's that fucking Gilmore Girls? He's like taking him off in Gilmore Girls. He's got he's pretty busy, uh, but like, <laughs> um, no, look, I I think that he, so. N- number one, I think he does an amazing job. Number two, I wanted to bring him in for number two as well because I he just continues to do fucking great work. And I think the but the one thing the decision that I think really made me tie it was like in in there's you know X number of screenplays for for volume two, and in only one of them Yondu dies, and he's like I didn't didn't want to didn't want to fucking do that. You know what I mean? Because we we love hanging out. He's great on the set. He's a a part of this family, but like. It has to happen. You know what I mean? Like for the, yeah. for the story to go on, like for what we want, the resolution, the payoff that we want, we have to have this. And God, I don't want to do it, but like this is what this is what we have to do. And I think like that's a that's commendable. You know what I mean? Like to do something that you really don't want to do, but it's in service of the story, and it's like it's just the you know that's that's we'll make it a better product. Um, so yeah, I think for just having the, the the balls to stand up and you know to kill off a fucking character and a friend. You know that that you everyone wants around just because it's like well that's that's what we got to do. Yeah. So and, and for me, I I stuck with James Gunn for Guardians One, um, just because I like the story of one, and I for me it sticks together better than two. But uh, when I was rewatching Guardians, that I just I I started to appreciate how well he kept hitting. Big moment after big moment after big moment, and and I it, it hadn't dawned on me until I was watching it with a critical eye of like the ending scene where like you have have the huge shot of all the the uh, Xandarian ships uh, uh, forming the mesh as a big moment, but then you have on the ship with Nebula fighting a big moment, and then Groot big moment. And it's just like normally like normally when you'd watch a movie, you'd you'd expect like one big moment mm. it, like it builds up but it for 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 him and the way he directed it, it was just punch punch right. punch 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 and uh like the whole movie is great and then it ends on such a strong note which is both comedic and cathartic at the same time uh, i just love it uh for me yeah i'm going james gunn strictly guardians of the galaxy um it is putting together this ensemble of strange characters, creating this cosmic story of characters that people didn't know about and making them fall in love with them, and to create uh, two CGI characters that are, like, two of the most heart-wrenching, like, bonding type of characters for us as humans to connect with. Uh, putting together the soundtrack and making soundtracks important for the MCU again. Uh just everything that he he put into it you know he wrote and directed and put so much effort into creating that cosmic universe um when he got you know fired for all that shit such a massive backlash yeah from fans and everyone on that cast and crew being like i don't i don't want to be a part of volume three if he's not going to be in it like i'm contractually obligated to be in it but i don't want to fucking do this movie without him um to the point where he came back and everyone just took a big sigh. Yeah. Like, go make your suicide movie. We don't care. Like, yeah. <laughs> come back and make this afterwards, please. Um, and he is such an integral part uh, to the MCU as a whole. Creating that little offshoot movie that allowed us to get a little more experimental with some of the other movies down the line. Including Guardians Volume 2 and, and making Thor Ragnarok and shit. And getting getting stuff that isn't just like... Paint by numbers, it's it can be a little off-putting and, and weird to make it work. 
Alright, Matt. Next up, we have our wild card. So my wild card is called the Most Surprising Cameo Award. And the backstory <laughs> of this is actually I was going to give it to Captain America, the first Avengers, uh, just when Natalie Dormer shows up. So I thought, oh, well, that's interesting. I wasn't expecting to see her there, but that is by far not the most surprising cameo. I'm actually giving this to Ty Simpkins as Harley Keener showing up at Tony Stark's <laughs> funeral at the end of Avengers Endgame. I mean, for the, for the filmmakers to dig that deep, all the way back to Iron Man 3, which, like I think Nathan said, uh, people had forgotten about because it's not one of the best movies in the MCU. But, you know, Harley Keener would obviously be at Tony Stark's funeral because they did bond so closely in Iron Man 3. So hats off to them, and it's worthy of a worthy of a wild card. Right on, man. Um, yeah. I had two, but they were both the same movie, and I had to sort of pick one or the other. Mm. Um, they're both Captain America. Initially, it was best song to punch Nazis to, <laughs> and it was uh, just the, the Captain America song. I, every time I watch that movie, it just gets stuck in my head for, like, days, and I just love that. Just, like, punching fucking Nazis, man. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to go back. Um, it, one of the major criticisms, I think, well, may, mostly just from Brad, <laughs> uh, was when, when we did the the uh, what was it phase three part one we didn't talk enough about win the Winter Soldier uh -huh. right and like I know Winter Soldier's not really in this but like phase I wondered two. phase two in fa phase two um, I wanted to do, just do like a James Buchanan Barnes appreciation award and I'm gonna I'll go uh, uh, the first Avenger right uh, such a great character man he's not not my best supporting actor um, not my best duo not my best Lots of stuff, but I mean, like, so close on a lot of those categories, honestly. And, like, uh, their relationship is built up in the beginning so well, their friendship is, that I buy it throughout the rest of it. You know, when he's concerned about, when he finds out Bucky's alive later, I buy that he's concerned. When, you know, uh, he's always laying down his life for Bucky, and, like, I, I get that. Uh, whereas, like, with, um, who's the, who's his fucking best girl? What, what's, what's, what's her fucking Peggy? name? Peggy, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't really buy it. Wow. Like, I really don't. Um, I. Th I think like, I think um, I buy the relationship with Bucky a lot more, uh, frankly. So, yeah, I wanted to give just give some love to Bucky because we didn't talk about him enough, maybe in the Civil War thing. But also, either way, it would have been best song to punch Nazis too. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Doctor Diamond Duck here. Uh, so. <laughs> Still so, works. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, every time. Um, for me, uh, so Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was my least favorite story of the four that we're looking at tonight, personally. Mm -hmm. uh, but I wanted to give the movie props because there was a couple of things that I liked specifically, and I think that it deserved a special award for this, was Best Opening Scene. And, and I had written cool. this originally as most inventive opening scene by following the perspective of Baby Groot while mm. everything was happening in the background. It was just a really cool directorial decision. Um, and, and it was funny and fun and cool and just fun to watch. And yeah, so like, and throwing ELO. Mr. Blue Sky <laughs> over top of it. Um, 
great song combo with it. So best, most inventive opening scene, Galaxy Two. It's even even better about that is that scene was shown in trailers. And a lot of people went, oh, f- they're just going to be fighting like giant CGI oh, that's monsters what I was just gonna and say, shit. Man. Yeah. And they totally flipped it on its head and people went, oh, that's one of my favorite things about this movie. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Instead of it being this sour point, it becomes great because they don't focus on it. It's not yeah. It's not integral to what's going on. I was, that was exactly what I was saying. I remember seeing the trailer and just being like, man, they're just going to fight some generic fucking monster. Mm-hmm. Like, that's stupid. you know. But yeah, and then you get into like, wow, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was actually cool. cool. All right, cool. The rest of the movie's great. Yeah. Uh, for me, I kept mine consistent all the way through. It's called the Happy Ending Award. Now, the Pump- MCU... Pumpkin Spice! <laughs> <laughs> the MCU uh, is not the first movie to have end teasers, but they were the ones that set the modern trend of putting a stinger at the end of your movie to get you enticed for something else coming later. Um, so I'll run them down. Um, from Captain America, we had Steve waking up in modern times and just running out into the streets in New York. Uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, you had the dancing baby group, and you know we had uh, Thanos uh, show you know, turns around or whatever. Um, you have in Guardians of the Galaxy two, what to the Watcher? Uh, you know the ending scene was like, where are you guys going? And then the Ravagers uh, coming together, and oh, we're gonna start this super group again. It's got a few of them. They, they shoots the arrow at Drax, I think, as well. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, oh, and Adam Warlock that, as well. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and the Adam Warlock thing as well. Um, and then Avengers Endgame, uh, they didn't have one, which mm. was an incredibly interesting choice and almost took it for me here because it was such a bold choice to just be like, we ended on a sour note and we're leaving you with it. Like, okay. we don't want to, we yeah. don't, we're not going to give you other things. Like, you can say, like, this you is want, the end. Yeah, this yeah. is the end. This is how the song ends. You're not getting a, a Spider-Man teaser. Sorry. Fuck you. Um... <laughs> But I'm going with Guardians of the Galaxy 2. There's so many of them, and all of them hit really well. You get the, the, the cap on the, the Uwatu, Watcher and the informant thing. You get well, you're the coming down off the funeral, right? Like, uh-huh. you're all emotional, but then there's just, like, just quick, funny little things that just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... Yeah. And then... And then... Uh, <laughs> we just slinks off, like... Okay. <laughs> and then the, the big, like... I'm pumping you up for three by showing you, hinting at Adam Warlock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is just fucking like, oh shit, yeah. things are gonna get real good here in three. Uh, hoping that they still, you know, stick with the Adam Warlock stuff. So that's where I went with that. I will say, of all those things that we didn't have, Craggle whatever show up in Endgame and actually use the fucking whistle. That would have been sick. Like just like, at the, you know what I mean? Like would have been cool. He may be in there. There's some. Well, I guess like, he could be. Fucking how are the ducks there? He's like yeah. hiding behind people, uh, shooting people. The Xandarian uh, hero, like uh-huh. all of Xandar was done, but like the, there's a new Xandarian hero that shows up in the background. Oh really? Is I, it Nova? He, he, Nova? It, it, no, yeah, yeah Nova, Nova from Nova, Nova Corps. Oh yeah, yeah, Nova's in there. Oh, I didn't know Nova. Yeah, there. that's cool. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah, they show a bunch of little shit that I'm sure people are still trying to take yeah. out of that. Yeah. That's cool. All right, now it comes to the unfortunate category of worst picture, which yeah. is a really hard thing to say because all of these movies won Golden Idol tournaments to end up right. here. So yeah. we're not talking, we're not saying these movies are bad, but we have to pick a worst out of these four. So what's yours, Matt? Mine is Captain America, the first Avenger, and you're right, it's not bad at all. I mean, it's better on the around a rewatch than it was the first time I watched it. A lot more to appreciate. I mean, the Cat Bucky stuff, uh, Cat Peggy, uh, Red Skull is a pretty solid villain, but I just felt that the action compared to the other 
uh, Captain America films as well as the other MCU films, just not quite up to snuff. The script, also not quite as good. I mean, the characters are solid, but I don't think there's as much um, for them to do. I think some of the lead performances were good, but some of the acting is basically just um, pretty generic. Like, uh, Tommy Lee Jones is pretty much just Tommy Lee Jones. Um, so, yeah, I have to unfortunately give him my worst picture. Okay. The, I This hurts, right? Because I like all these films. Mm-hmm. Uh, surprised myself when I wrote uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Hmm. My least favorite. Wow. It's not that I I don't not that I dislike it. I fucking I love it. Um, it's of the four we're of looking the, at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but of the look, um, may, maybe a lot of it has to do with the fact that like I I've just seen it so fucking much. You know what I mean? And like if I'm thinking about well, what movie do I want to sit down and watch? I have to take into consideration that I've watched that probably more than any of them. You know what I mean? It's just like I. And even of the two Guardians films, I would rather watch two because it's my it's my favorite movie in the in the MCU. So like, it's not that I dislike it, but I like it less than two, and I've probably seen it the most, so it just feels stale to me. And that's yeah, that's where it went. Sure. Yeah. Uh, for me, Guardians two, and uh, I, I guess at the end of the day, that the reason that like. Uh, that I that I would say this for the worst pick is that, like, so I do stuff with comedy, like I do improv comedy, and, and like I write stuff, and um, one of the more unforgivable sins is being hackish, mm-hmm. and there's a couple of moments in Guardians Two where I feel like, oh geez, come on, like quit mm-hmm. mugging for the audience. And yeah, like you said, it, they turned Drax up a little too and they, high. And, and they turned Drax, and exactly, they turned Drax up just a little bit too high for my taste. Mm-hmm. And that was enough to turn put it off for me. Uh, like it would be a balance between Captain America, ca- like Captain America and Guardians Two, but because of the hackishness of Drax, that I would push Guardians Two as my worst pick. Um. Nathan, I'm going to kind of use what you said to say for my worst picture, and it's Captain America, the first Avenger, where if you look at, you said you'd rather watch Guardians 2 over Guardians, I'd rather watch any other Captain America movie than the first Avenger. I love first Avenger, I'm not saying that, but like, give me Winter Soldier, give me Civil War, give me uh, Infinity War, anything that he's, you know, a main character in, I want that more than what I, than what first Avenger gives me. I don't, and I don't need first Avenger to get the essence of Cap in everything. Uh, it's great to have it, and you get the grenade moment, and you get more Steve than you get Cap. Yeah. But I don't need it. And and Matt's right. Things like Tommy Lee Jones are a little off. Uh, all this side like group is just fucking thrown Pretty away. Dum Dum Dugan and shit. stuff like that. Like it's yeah. a fu- great fucking character in the comics. Like and they just toss him aside like he's fucking nothing, and he's never coming back. You know, it's like <laughs> they they just do some of that shit. It's like ah fuck, I wish you'd gone just slightly different. Um, but it's it's still a fucking great movie, so it's hard to say that's my yeah. worst picture. But it's it's just yeah. it's which is good. your least favorite child yeah. of the three children you <laughs> well, have? Yeah, You're like, oh, it's that one, obviously. Nathan has a least favorite child. Which one's your least favorite? Yeah, say it out loud on, on the podcast. On the air. <laughs> <laughs> it, de- it depends on the day for me. 
All right, guys. Uh, I'm going to let you know that this vote is incredibly close, and we are coming down to the last category. Doug, you still have a tie floating around if you want to use it, but everyone has used a tie, so there are no three-pointers here. All right, Matt, what is your best picture? My best picture is Avengers Endgame. For everything I've said before, the great acting, the great fan service moments, solid soundtrack as well, and it, it, it holds its own in a lot of the other categories. Um, characters are great. Several great duos. Um, of course, the villain in it's in Thanos, and yeah, I mean it's the capper to the Infinity Saga and. The biggest, probably the biggest uh, movie in the MCU on several levels up to this point. We're not sure where the MCU is going from here, so this is uh, one of the defining moments of the MCU as a film, and it's getting my golden idol. This is pretty hard, right? So (laughs) it uh, it probably seems like I'm in the Guardians 2. I'm not. It's my favorite MCU film, but I don't think it's best pictured. Um, I get a lot of problems. I, I agree with you, right? Like, it's lacky sometimes. Uh, the Pac-Man thing irritates the shit out of me. I understand, like, a lot of people will look at it and they don't like it compared to the, the, the first movie. Um, <clears throat> the reasons that I like it might be personal to me, and I gotta take that into consideration. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, that's, to me, it's it's my, my favorite, but I don't know that I, I think it's the best picture. Uh, I had a lot of problems with Endgame. Uh, I like it. Um, to me, the best film was uh, First Avenger, which surprised me. Uh, yeah. Captain America... It, it, so I, I probably would rather watch this Captain America than any other one. Really? But I do like... I, do, I like Civil War and I like Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really I really like this movie. I think, I think it's got a lot of stuff going for it. And it must be said, of all the films that are left, like... It's a standalone film. You don't have to watch anything before or after. It, it stands on its own pretty well. Um, you get great performances. The soundtrack. We talked about how the the scores are a little weak prior to like Guardians. Mm-hmm. The, the, the the score, the score is pretty solid. Uh, there's some good moments, but there's a, there is a lot of just like bland stuff. Uh, yeah, and don't get me wrong. I agree with what you're saying as well. A lot of the supporting cast is, uh, you know, um, but you get great lead performances out of out of. Um, uh, Chris Evans. Chris Evans and uh, fucking Red Skull. Oh, uh, Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving, yeah. Um, I would probably rather watch this than, yeah, a lot of the other films. I sort of, yeah. So, go Captain America. Uh, so, for me, the uh, the thing that I, I, I liked, and, and, and I know not everybody appreciates it, but, like, I liked that moment where, uh, so, when... when both of the characters realized that their mom's name was Martha. <laughs> oh, that's a cheap shot, but yeah. It's so, <laughs> so I'm going with Batman versus Superman. Wow, on this out of one. left field. I love it. And using your tie on it too. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, so uh, for me, uh, that I, my best pick is Guardians of the Galaxy. I just, I love it. I love it through and through. Like uh, of the of the of all these pictures as a standalone picture. Guardians, it's just great. It's great. It's fun to watch. Great soundtrack. Great characters. Um, you don't. You don't need any other to watch any other Marvel movies to to get into it. Um, and it just it hits on all cylinders all the way through. All of these movies are good movies. And I watched Endgame and I cried 
almost every five minutes on the like on the on the dot all the way through where I was like and it's a 45 hour film so that's yeah, impressive yeah, your endurance is great but it, like I was watching that and my wife sat down and like I was handing her Kleenex and it was just like it was like it's a mo- like Endgame is a huge emotional film but for me Guardians just is more fun you know it just hits mm. so yeah this this is a tough one, um, cause man, like I usually say, like of these movies, what would I want to put in first in a DVD player or whatever, you know? And Guardians is probably my answer, but there's it's hard to deny Endgame for me on this. Um, it is a a perfect wrap up to twenty what two films before it. Uh, it it's. With God. one film after it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Um, but <laughs> um, it, it's 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 three hours long, but it doesn't like this feel podcast. Like yes, yes, just like the podcast. We are trying to make it longer than Endgame. Actually, if you run this in concurrence with yeah. it, uh, it syncs up pretty well. Actually. It's like like like. Uh, like Pink Floyd, the Wall, and, yeah. and, and Dark Side uh, of the Moon, Dark Side, and Dark Side of the Moon, Wizard and Wizard of Oz. Of Oz. Um, but no, there's just there's just so many like great moments in it. It is it is an event that we're just likely to never experience again in our lifetimes. You know, I it's what Star Wars was in the the late seventies. Like that is the modern version of this now, and I don't know if we'll experience anything as as ravenous as this again. And like I've said before, to tie up all of these movies in a pretty nice fucking bow a little, you know, it, the bow might be a little crooked or whatnot, it's still something that stuck a landing better than any other universe has done with a second or third film that they tried to go, or fucking Dark Universe couldn't even get their first goddamn film out the door. <laughs> um, so it's really impressive that they were able to do it, and that's why I went with that. Alright guys, uh, we had a really close one, uh, but we're going to take a little break. Count up the uh, awards and make sure we're all right, and then we will be right back. And we're back. We have tabulated all the votes to make sure everything was right, and we do have a winner. But before we get to that, Nathan, can you talk about the Facebook poll that we put up this week? I certainly can. All right, so we put the four movies up on the Facebook poll, and here are the results. Right, We got Captain America, the first Avenger, in last place with three votes. Three votes. That's pretty rough. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 in third place with 10 votes. Wow, so 13 votes between those two. Okay. Uh, Next pretty big leap up in second place is Guardians of the Galaxy Mm. with 46 votes. Okay? Uh, Which means beating that out was Endgame with 53 votes. Still pretty close. close. Still pretty close, though, yeah. 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 And those polls can swing pretty hard one way usually so having two that high is, is for sure yeah they beat the shit out of guardians 2 and captain america <laughs> for sure are there any yeah. solid comments in there or uh anything? the one that i pulled up didn't have it was just like a repo ah, sorry you. so no uh i assume they said <laughs> end game good you know uh captain bad captain bad uh, yeah I, <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was a quote from zach brown who said i hate all movies uh-huh, yeah, no, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i can <laughs> But their votes don't fucking matter anyway. Yeah, fuck them. Who cares? 
No one cares what Alessio Pasquale has to say. In now, this. listen, he's going to leave the group. I'm again. sorry, I don't, I don't do leave that. the group. For lunch. Alessio, I'm very sorry. This is my personal apology to you. Uh, since you blocked me on Facebook, this is probably the only way you even know that I exist. <clears throat> but our votes at the table are what truly matter. So, uh, we are pretty consistent with the Facebook poll on this one. Captain America was last place getting 10. Oh, wow. Uh, in third, nine of those for his abs. <laughs> nine of those are for his abs. Uh, one for Red Skull. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One with eighteen points was third. Oof. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two was in second place with twenty-two, and at the end, Avengers Endgame pulled away with twenty-five. Oh, wow. uh, so what matters right now at this table is Avengers Endgame. This is the only movie that matters in a twenty-three film. Uh, universe right now um, and we need to decide whether or not it is Pantheon worthy so Matthew you started us off on all these I'm going to let you start it off and, and say whether or not you think it should be kicked up to the council to be discussed so I am going to give it a kick up um, I'm not sure how I'm going to vote for it I mean it's because the thing is I cannot deny that it is a landmark film for what it is um, for being you know, the one of the defining moments of the MCU for sticking the landing, for closing out the Infinity Saga, for, I mean, I can't really take into account box office, but it does reflect just how much people love this movie. Um, you know, and it, it, it amplifies how much the MCU has meant to cinema. Um, I mean, I, yeah, it's like, I, I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to vote, but I do think it's potentially pantheon worthy, so I'm definitely giving it a kick up. Valid, valid points. Yeah, Nathan, should we go to you or do you want me to go to Doug next? Skip me. All right, we're, <laughs> Nathan has a pained look on his face, like it's really bothering him. What his answer is going to be? So, Doug, what would you say to a kick up? Oh, sh- for sure, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, only because let the council decide. Mm-hmm. You know, like the uh, it's obviously. An excellent movie. It made it through all of the discussions previous. Mm-hmm. It got to this table. And then at this table, from our discussion, it also got kicked up as the top, as well as on the Facebook poll. And it's freaking Endgame, man. <laughs> like, it, 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 it is. So, like, Ooh. like uh, on the merit of its, like, what it is alone, let the council decide. You know? So like, I'm not going to take that away from them here, because I'm not a jerk. <laughs> Nathan, what do you say? Oh, I'm just going to go ahead and take it away from him. I, <laughs> um, I like the movie. Why don't um, you just vote no when you when the council? Because votes. I don't want to vote. Listen, I, I, you, I'm, you I'm don't the want person. the rest of the council have no, a chance I, listen, to say I'm yes. I'm the kind of person who like you. You want to be a, the politics? Yeah. <laughs> if I'm gonna like, kick it up, I want to be something that I feel strongly about. I don't. I think it's popcorn movie. I think it's. I think it's a, I think it's a summer popcorn movie. That's like it has. It's an important movie in that. Like it's a. So okay. Yeah. Other films that are cultural phenomenons that like I remember when I was there. Jurassic Park. That's a pantheon <laughs> film. Uh, uh, Lord of the Rings. A pantheon film. And Endgame, yeah, I'm glad I was there, right? Yeah, Miami uh, connection. <laughs> sure, uh, but like, but I don't, I don't consider Endgame in the same conversation as Jurassic Park or do you feel, Lord of the Rings. Do or, you feel as confident about that assessment 
as to let a group of nine friends <laughs> to be able to say the same. Like, you think that that is such a true and objective fact that you would allow nine other people to say the same thing with you that they would then have a chance I think to that vote. If, if people feel that strongly about it, they can burn their nomination on election year. <laughs> I, like, like, I, I, like, I think it's a good movie. I, You're I like, don't, I don't I want don't... them a chance to give them a chance to say yes. No, because I, I think want, I... <laughs> I personally, as Nathan, want to say no. Yeah. No, listen. Um. I yeah. I I'm glad. I'm glad that it was here. I gave it three points. I don't think it's that Ooh. great. Um. I like. I got a lot of problems with the I way have the no handling of like this fat game at all. Like, I'm not on the council. <laughs> I really don't care. Are. Nearly dozens of view- viewers <laughs> don't care. I'm just messing with you. I think that I think that it's yeah. a, it's a it's a landmark film. Sure. Yeah. Uh, my my issue. It doesn't would, mean shit to me. My uh, issue. Like, <laughs> my issue would be on its own. Yeah. Is it a good movie? You know. You know. It's like a good movie. Here, and that's here's question. where I was going to say no, even if okay. you had said yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. You were because, just sitting back. Yeah. Because we had this discussion when we did uh, our Toy Story, our three-way, where I was like, I kind of want all three of those to go up at the same time if they're going to go up. I would want Infinity War and Endgame to go up if they were going to go up as a as a package, as a five-hour long thing. Yeah. Um, and and also, uh, it's it would get a no for me also from the merits of we look at like what superhero movies are actually Pantheon. Yeah. And we're going to do one where we're doing Dark Knight versus Logan. I think either of those could go up, and is Endgame anywhere near the class of those? I don't think so. And and, and by the way, Watchmen didn't make it. Watchmen didn't make it, and I think Watchmen's better. No, just testing the waters. If we threw Guardians up, would Guardians make it on its own? Or Guardians 2? I would say no to Pantheon for any MCU film. Yeah, just, just be, I don't I don't consider them to be like Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like to be Kill Bill, to be uh, you know uh, the Man Who Shot Liberty Balance. It doesn't the fucking <laughs> or or Miami Connection or Miami Connection. Rip yeah. Miami Connection. Uh, full disclosure: I'm wearing a Miami Connection shirt. You are. Okay? I voted no for that film too, even though I love it. Uh, no, I I just I don't I think yeah. they're. Fun films to talk about. It's a cultural touchstone. It's a thing that everybody yeah, in the whole like Harry world Potter, is like Harry Potter, right? Yeah. But or I would don't... you put Harry Potter up for no, no, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? Sure, yeah. Uh, but no, I don't consider it to be in the same. Yeah, it's a it's great it's great popcorn. I mean, like that's anytime a movie comes out, it's like you know what'd you think of Far From Home? I mean, yeah, it was cool. What's some fucking Marvel movie? I had fun. Mysterio I watched Twizzlers and like yeah, Mysterio was cool. But I mean, like. It, it, you know what I mean? It ain't exactly Requiem like, for a Dream, is same, it? It's not in, <laughs> even in the same concept and vein, Into the Spider Verse versus Far I, From now, Home. Okay, now, Spider Verse might be Pantheon. I would, I would, I would, like, if I was on the council, I would vote yes. I would say yes to Spider Verse. So would I okay. if I was on the council. Yeah. Because so, it was just so well made and inventive. Well, it's, and it's inherently unique as well. Yeah. Right. And, Where the story it, it, is because, and that's what I'm saying. It is elevated in the sense that, like, it's different. It's you know what I mean. It's different. It's its own thing. It's not afraid to take risks. It's like, it's just I yeah. That I would say yes to that. 
Which is fun. So when I was chatting with Gary about this, because like I can't live my life without Gary. I see that. We know. The, uh, so he's actually been here the whole time. Yeah, he just no. won't say anything. No, but when I was, I was like, so we're doing this podcast, and he's like, oh, AV's doing yet another podcast on the MCU. <laughs> I can't believe you guys are chatting about Marvel movies again. <laughs> like, yeah. But that's kind of why we wanted to do this. Is I mean, we do talk about it a lot, but it's kind of an end-all... Yeah. I mean, I'm sure discussions will still happen, but like this end game is at this table, according to this group, the tops of the MCU so far. Right. And and, and yet look, we, wouldn't get kicked up to Pantheon. But and, sure. and it's not like that's the first we did a martial arts marathon last mm-hmm. year and uh Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon beat fucking a bazillion other films and we got to the end of the table and it was like people were like, Well, I'm gonna say no, but I'll kick it up just yeah. be just because well, I feel like it deserves to be kicked up even but gary, don't do that even you know gary, what I mean? like, even gary and i were, were saying like looking across all the robin williams films trying to we we're like he he's such a pantheon-esque person right. but, but where's that movie but but where's the movie that would get kicked up right yeah right I don't know. It's a tough discussion. Yeah, I don't mean to be a ball buster or whatever, but I mean, like, I just <laughs> don't, I just don't get you are. Oh, no, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but it is what it is, man. Um, for the record, we will have a chance to talk about Into the Spider-Verse later this year. We're doing mm. Into the Spider-Verse versus yeah. Mask, Mask of the, the Phantasm, Phantasm, I believe. So, eh, interesting. Okay. All right, but... We did. May have revealed my hand a little bit now. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen Phantasm, but uh, so we got you know four marathons that we did. We boiled it down to four movies. Endgame came out on top, but it didn't quite make it to Pantheon. But what did you think about this whole experience, Matt? You weren't involved in all these, but you got in on on this one and the one before, I believe, right? Uh, no, this is my oh, this, first... Yeah, uh, your brother was yeah, in the other one, my apologies. Right, I mean, I've, I've followed along with uh, some of the MCU Marathon. It's fun doing that, and it's definitely fun doing this. Uh, deciding, you know, what my favorite MCU film is, what my favorite aspects of MCU films are. I, I have a much greater appreciation for the Guardians films, like going into following this marathon... Um, I like them, um, but I like them a lot more than now. I appreciate the characters. I appreciate what James Gunn was able to do. So, I mean, all your awards for the Guardians films, including James Gunn, totally valid because um, I think this is probably the Guardians films, probably second, a close second to the Captain America films in my mind as like the favorite uh, favorite franchise. But I mean, if they can stick uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three stick that landing that's a ways off i wish it wasn't um so i'm definitely looking forward to that um it might end up being my favorite franchise because the guardians is so strong but uh yeah i had a lot of fun with this and uh thanks for inviting me on no problem nathan doing all these movies is there a movie that in this 23 sets of films that you came away appreciating more and is there one that you came away going like oh maybe that wasn't as good as i thought it was I probably appreciate Winter Soldier more because it wasn't even like I watch it and I like it, but then just hear fucking Brad bitch about it, <laughs> about all the things we didn't say. I mean, like it is a phenomenal sort of standalone film in and of it's, it's kind of a great political thriller. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. in and of itself, um, I've come to appreciate that a lot more. Um, things that I going back to Ant Man. Was a I I actually I appreciate Ant and I like the films. It's just it's so safe and it's mm-hmm. so whatever. Um, 
I went in hoping with the Thor stuff that I would be like, yeah, like this is underappreciated. It's not. It's mm-hmm. it's appreciated just the right amount. That's um, I think Thor, the first Thor, was like lower than I remembered it being. Yeah, but yeah. Incredible Hulk was better than I remembered <laughs> to oh, me. Like see, I, yeah, I, I love, I loved parts of that. Um, that's just me personally. But um, Doug, you joined us for this one. What did you think uh, of this uh, Fantastic Four way, as we call it? No, this w- it was fun to be able to like look at these movies with a critical eye. To be able to kind of like say, they're not meant for that. They're meant to sit in the seat. Yeah, you're you're meant to just sit back. But like, just uh, I started to really like. For me, I really appreciated Guardians so much more in terms of just the intentional choices that were made in terms of dialogue that was written and directorial Mm -hmm. choices. Um, And while I haven't been part of the whole process that uh, of just reflecting on the films also m- colored my opinion of other films that I had where I was like, you know, I liked Black Panther okay, but when I really think about it, the third act really yep. fell apart so bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, so it, it gave me a fresh, fresh pair of eyes on it, and it allowed me to, like, rent Endgame for $6. Oof. <laughs> oof. Big oof. Yeah. Uh, but watch it with my family and appreciate it once again for all the callbacks and tying everything together. So, yeah. Well, I want to thank you guys for being here and doing this. Uh, but we have some other people to thank that did this. Uh, Brad was involved in Phase 1. Uh, we had uh, Brian Steele in Phase 1 and 2 helping us out. Seth Fisher stepped in. Uh, Marshall Wade stepped in. Ryan Smith stepped in. Like A lot of people came together to get these movies up here and, and push this through. So we hope uh, everyone enjoyed it. And just a big thanks to everybody that helped out and listened on this one. Uh, let's wrap this thing up by telling us where they can find you, Matt. You can find me in the Adventures in Video Land Facebook group as well as on my personal page if you're one of my friends. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at travelingmat 77 I also have a WordPress blog and a Goodreads page. Cool, man. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, post a lot of uh, spicy memes. And <laughs> you can catch me over on uh, toenaildick.com. Uh <laughs> Oh, that, was a, that was, an that was off joke. the air, wasn't it? Oh, that was Mike off mic. Okay, my bad. <laughs> He's also had so, several subreddits. <laughs> Dr. Diamond Dog, where can they right. find you, buddy? Uh, right? You can find me on Facebook or sitting on my couch. <laughs> we all can you find, can you, can find you there? That's you right. That's yeah. right. Or or you can find me on the improv stage. We're now performing. Uh, so they changed the name. It's now Twisted Hammer, but it's the 308 on state uh, is uh, where we one size fits all improv. If you want to check that out in, in Lafayette, I, Indiana, I, in we La- have listeners yeah, in the Philippines yeah. are going to be looking for you. <laughs> if you're in the Philippines, you're really out of luck. <laughs> Come to Indiana, but if you're, in, if you're in Lafayette, Indiana, totally check me out. So, <laughs> and I'm Kyle. You can find me on the Facebook group. Uh, usually, gear up for these marathons and and post them individually, which you're gonna see. Two more from us this month because we have my Shit. personal one, uh, the horror po- like modern horror comedies. So we Ho- got horror horror comedies. comedies. Horror comedies. <laughs> Just horror. to clarify, oh, not horror, horror comedies. No horror. <laughs> Uh, with Shaun of the Dead, 
Cabin in the Woods, what they do in the sh- what we do in the shadows, we do sorry. In the shadows. Uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil and Zombieland, and then we've got Cousin Wayne's Rotten Halloween, uh, which is gonna be full of like five or six shitty movies, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Zombie Strippers one through yeah, five, Cannibal yeah. Three, Can- Jungle Cannibals, uh, Alligator Six was the best one. Yeah, though, let's all be real. <laughs> So, <laughs> and as far as Adventures of Video Land goes, you can find us on adventuresofvideoland.com. Uh, the conversations begin and end where? Facebook. Facebook. Gotcha, Doug. Uh, we're always on Twitter. We're on, uh, what else we got? Uh, Instagram. Just everywhere. We already made the Pornhub joke. We already made the Pornhub joke. Uh, Grindr. We are on Grindr, yes. Grindr. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we do have a GeoCities still, so go Dang. check it out. Dang. MySpace. GeoCities. Yep. I'll put you in the top eight. <laughs> That's right. We advertise in the penny saver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, <laughs> this has been fun, guys, and I can't wait to get back in here and do some more in a couple of weeks. Uh, for everyone at the table, I've been Kyle. Peace out.